0: This feeling inside my bones It goes electric, baby, when I turn it on Off to my city, off to my home We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone I got that sunshine in my pocket I got that good song in my feet You
1: don't love this song. I don't care. I don't want to have anything to do with you. This song should be the official song of SummerSlam. I mean, it should be the official song of life. I agree. I mean, for God's sakes. All right. Uh, why did we start this week's episode with Justin Timberlake? Because we can. Because he's awesome.
2: You mean Justin Timberlake's not showing up at SummerSlam? I mean, oh my God. Oh my oh, God. What
3: if Justin Timberlake? I would lose my damn mind. Is uh, Justin Steven Amel's tag
1: team partner.
2: Justin Timberlake is Cass's new hype man. That
1: would be really <laughs> wonderful. All right. He is uh, jobbing out. Uh, episode number sixty-one. Yeah, good luck. Good luck over there, Chief. Sixty-one. Good, good luck is
3: the. guy, what's his name? He used to play center for the Colts and.
1: Uh, oh, Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday right, edition of okay. no jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and
3: the main event.
1: A.J. Yes. Francis of the National Football League. Yeah, correct. Of the National Football League. Hey, you want to say anything to people in Seattle,
3: real quick? Um. If you're listening, I hope you still. Because we do, we
1: have a ton of listeners
0: yeah. in Seattle. We do. We get I,
3: feedback. I from. I love Seattle, the city. I understand the whole situation. I wasn't there because I was in school. I mean, I just wish the whole thing would have happened a month sooner, so that <laughs> I would have had opportunity to go to mini camps or whatever. Um, but I mean, I'm not worried at all. I have multiple teams that my agents already in contact with that we're going to be. I mean, I might be on a team as quick as this afternoon, so... Yeah,
1: Aaron's talking about having to leave early for this week's show. AJ might also have to leave early, because he might have to go sign somewhere. Yeah, you know... They could it, just be the Glenn yeah, Show. It's the league. I mean, the, 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 the Glenn show. show. Oh, God. It's, it's never a no good one. It's no good for anyone. No. Give me Mig's number. Have it n- nearby, oh, in absolutely. case we need to call him at that point. Um But, yeah, I just wanted to... that to, You want to send a shout-out to the people of Seattle that have been really supportive. Yeah. And... Um, that's the way it works, Steve Miggs. The way it works, yeah, no doubt. Steve Miggs, love you. We, we'll still be friends with Steve Miggs. There's no doubt about that. That's our dude.
2: You've left your in, in, your imprint on Seattle, so you're always a uh,
1: legend yeah, right, there, right for the <laughs> for the six weeks that you were part of the team. Yeah. <laughs> All right, coming up later on this week's show, uh, one of your friends is going to join us. Yep, one of your boys, Gender Mahal. Gender, Mah- what's Gender doing these days?
3: Uh, to be honest, I really. we we'll Being it's, Gender Mahal, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> when um, I when when drinking I, when with AJ, I, when I was hanging out with him. We were more focused on, you know,
1: yeah. other aspects
0: yeah, right. that were happening <laughs> at that time. Right.
1: We'll talk to uh, Jinder. And actually, it's a perfect person to talk to you this week because we can get some insight on what it is like for a guy to go through getting the future endeavor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like what that moment's like, What what's next for the many guys that have experienced that this week with the WWE. So we'll talk to Jinder about that a little bit later on the show. Plus, we'll just talk about how awesome the three man band is and, you know, when they're going to get we're that, three they're- man band. I mean, if they do their reunion tour at some point, I am going to every show. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. uh, We have a ton to talk about this week. It is a loaded week. What we're going to do is we're going to save the releases, the stuff that's not related to on-screen WWE for segment number two, all right? So anything that's not on-screen WWE related, we'll get to in segment number two. All the releases... All Ring of, of Honor, Ring, Ring of Honor, evolve.
2: Aaron, Storylines. Aaron and I
1: went to evolve on Friday night, and then they had a huge event on Saturday night. Yep. So, so we will. Uh, we'll get to that there. We'll get to all that. In segment number one, let's knock out both Raw and some other news related to the main WWE roster. All right. So we'll start with Raw. Um, you know, it it was fine.
2: Good Raw. Yeah. Just, you it know, was... it's been the the. Same Raw. It's been the right. It,
1: I, there's nothing really to complain about. There's nothing that is like, oh my God, as well. Never forget this Raw ever again. But they're doing a good job of building week to week. Yep. They're giving us compelling storylines. They're they're doing everything that I ask for. I have nothing to complain they're,
2: they're, about. They're giving us the very good build before we get the you know presumably huge moment as one, at one of these upcoming store you know uh, one, upcoming right. pay-per-views.
1: Give me a favor. Turn your gain up just slightly. Yeah,
2: and and I apologize. How about
1: mine? We actually, I swear to God, did not. Mic check before we started the show today because Aaron was so paranoid about getting out of here. Yeah, Aaron's that, a piece of shit. Yeah.
2: I, I got a call right before we go on. Oh, hey, yeah, we need you. And- and we
1: get it. You're an asshole. It's fine. Exactly. We, I mean, we love you, but you're an asshole.
2: It's you just know, the way it I just works. Run.
3: Don't worry about like trying to change your persona. You're yeah. This is natural. what you are. Uh,
2: okay, yeah. you know, yeah, own it. I gotta I gotta stop being Roman Reigns here and trying to be a face when I'm actually <laughs> yeah. naturally. a yeah, you
1: Well, you're not a bad guy. You're not a good guy. You're just an asshole. An asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's Aaron. So um, yeah, look, I, a couple of things that jumped out at me from Raw this week. Obviously, the, I guess the biggest news of the week is Dana Brooke yeah. uh, makes her debut on Raw, uh, partnering with Emma.:
2: Who is complaining about that. No, and this is apparently part of it is because both Tamina and Naomi are out with injuries, so they're just going to kind of slide right into that role, which makes sense. Is good, good you role need, need
1: heal heel, uh, uh, female heels, you know, strong female
4: heels. Yep.
3: And I feel bad for Naomi. And Tamina because I don't think they're ever gonna get that spot back. Um,
4: probably
2: not. not. It's gonna be hard with Emma and Emma, Dana there. Yeah. And Bailey's probably gonna be come come up by the time that they come back, and yeah,
1: it's gonna be really tough. And Naomi's so great; she's so good. Like, and I don't want to take anything away from Tamina. I mean, she's not as good of a perfor- in ring performer, but the the bodyguard like that.
3: She's good in her role. Yeah, she's good in her she's, role, but she's also had some really dope matches too. Right,
1: I'm not. She's not the week in week out yeah. in ring performer yeah, yeah, yeah. the way that that some women are. Yeah um but she yeah i agree with you she does her job and and you respect that about uh, tamina and the work that she does but I, naomi god damn i love naomi you know i mean like she does everything really really well and she's been put in different roles and she's handled all of them tremendously oh. um she's probably been deserving of getting a title chance you know like she's probably been somebody She she's that just
2: she, had bad timing with everything is, yeah, is what it is Absolutely
1: been. right absolutely right it's been bad timing because she's someone that deserves that opportunity to be at the top and it's going to be really hard because it's such a crowded field now Yeah for that spot that it's going to be tough for her. but uh, that was the big news coming out of Raw was the debut of Dana Brooks. And,
2: and the people complaining that Dana Brooks up instead of like a Bailey just stop it, like it's not it's not baseball here where you're calling the best player up right. from AAA you it's,
1: need someone to fill a role
2: is Bailey going to team with Emma no no <laughs> that would be
1: a terrible way to use right. Bailey that would be awful and they're also it's also a little bit different than the minor leagues where you're not really trying to win in baseball right. like that's not really the you're also trying to win on NXT you're trying to have a good exactly. program. You
2: want, if you're going to call up you know the people who want Finn, Bailey, and Joe up by the end of the month, right. what you're, what's that going to be? Correct.
1: Who do you want to have preferred? Carmella, the
3: women's champ. Well, um, I guess you would have to go Nakamura.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, what would you be left with? would be Nakamura, Austin Aries, Bobby Roode, which, by the way, ain't, ain't bad. No, no. <laughs> Like, that ain't bad. Nobody would really complain a ton about that. You'd have Mojo... You'd have Ty
2: Dillinger, ten, right? Ten, you'd have ten, uh,
1: ten. Uh, what's his face, Elias Sampson. You—they
2: you know, still have a good roster. I mean, but it, now that I right, like,
1: I'm starting to convince myself it wouldn't be as bad as we're making no, it out I mean, to be. It
2: wouldn't be as bad, but at right. the same
1: time, right. You're trying to sell an arena in New York. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, right. you want to have the card be as loaded as you possibly can. So Dana Brooke thing I thought was good. Um, I think going the route of the six man tag this week was 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 good. You know, I think it was a good time to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. I I like that, um, especially if. If this is it, if this is if Extreme Rules is the blow off for for AJ um, along, you know, fighting for the title and getting the opportunity against Roman, this this was a good time to use this, and I think that this has made Gallows and Anderson look really strong in the process. I think it's been very good for them. Uh, I don't know that the tag team has ever debuted and gotten more, you know, like immediate heat than Gallows and Anderson have yeah. gotten. I mean, I can't think of anyone that. Was how great was that crowd in Omaha by the way? Radicals, right, is, maybe you, you, know, you go back yeah, to But that guys. wasn't just a tag team. Right, right. That, that, was, was, that was it was a four man right, group, right? This right. is just a they they eventually just going to be a tag team. Right? Like We uh, think. We unless assume. A, I, unless I guess it's true. They could just we, we, become we, a faction, right? Yeah, yeah that's true.
2: We, we don't totally know exactly. That, and that's the thing. We don't know. Uh, I
1: mean that's a good point. But they've boy they've looked really good. They've looked good. Uh, I knew that AJ would be excited about the crowd. I oh, knew that. God,
3: how great was Okay.
1: Look, I have no problem with the Roman Reigns stuff. God bless. How about when we think that Colin Cassidy is getting an opportunity to be in the main event of Raw against Chris Jericho?
2: How about you effing react a little bit?
1: How about you appreciate? Well,
2: it, it had nothing to do with corn, so people in Omaha. Yeah, that's fair. I don't
1: give an ass. Well, I thought we had established they were in Idaho. Well, you, know, know.
2: Yeah, you know people from the Midwest,
3: they don't appreciate
2: New York values. Is that what it is? <laughs> that's what it is. That well, must be yeah, what it that, is. That, that is big uh, oh. cast right there. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second.
1: Are, do you have a problem with them pulling the rug out, giving us the idea of Colin Cassidy being in the main event and then pulling the rug? I'm out?
2: I'm a little disappointed. I'm not. Not really. I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm a, because, quite frankly, the segment the way it played out made a lot. It was more good. Sense. It was a good segment. Yeah, it was good, and it made a lot more sense than just I, having.
3: and also you have to. I'm take a little disappointed account.
2: that he didn't get the match. But, but
3: here's the thing: you don't. How do you have that match and not have Cassidy? Lose to Jericho.
1: Yeah, I,
2: I agree with you,
1: but I
0: think you that that could. See, still, I, I think the idea. Do would you want have to see been, the
3: seven-foot Dominator lose to Chris Jericho uh, on Raw? Well, roll, no,
1: or, but
2: you would have had. Ambrose run out in the That would be the my match. my gut is that you, you g- would you never get a p- little bit more of a spotlight there than... If,
1: if you give him the match, but he looks now, good, but he looks strong. Need, then
2: now you
3: have Colin Cassidy, who's supposed to be a seven-foot dominator, who only beat Jericho because of interference. Or it, it wouldn't Ambrose. be a win. It'd just be, it, a, it no, be, it'd a, be a no, no
1: contest. They
2: tumble to the outside at some point, and Ambrose comes oh, out.
1: Right. That oh, would be my, you know, like that. if if I'm
0: booking that, that's the
2: route that I go. Hey, Colin Cassidy's still got a main event check, so... Hey, big Cass... As we found out, very right. Oh yeah, very you, don't, you angry don't say, Colin Cassidy, him, right? Cassidy.
1: I, whatever you want to call him, I, I am a little bit. It's tough for me for you to to dangle that out for me as a fan, like oh my effing god, big Cass is in the main event of Raw, yeah, and then take it back away. Like that's a tough pill to swallow. But I'm normally the type of person to bitch about this, and I'm not really even bitching about it all that much.
3: You thought they were going to do that with Shane O'Mac at Mania.
1: Yeah, I did. I did think they (laughs) were going to dangle it out there and then take it right back from us. I really did. Um, I think what ended up happening honestly was a good segment. It worked. I think that it doesn't... You didn't bury Colin in the process. You still allowed him to be involved. I think it would have been worse if he just sort of disappeared. The fact that he he still got got in some some offense. The way he
2: ragdolled him on the outside there, that was...
1: I think it still ended up being beneficial for Cass. I do think that and what oh. did I
3: and what did I tell you guys last week? I said if Enzo is out too long. He's going to get left behind. I said that.
1: I don't think Enzo I, can get left behind. Okay. Because I think at worst, I, Enzo can always come back and be an effing amazing mouthpiece for Oh, Kance. that's
3: not the problem at right. all. That, that is You're saying that Cass will
1: become so strong right. as a singles, singles performer
4: that they, that they and, won't And the, well, team well, won't, and won't and and the biggest
1: thing right.
2: is that Vince will fall in love with him. Absolutely. absolutely. Whether or not will. he should be, but Vince is absolutely, you can already tell. Yeah, but, but I'm not worried
1: about Enzo because Enzo, and I say this, hmm, we had some really good mouthpieces that, Ended up unemployed I'm, this week. I mean,
2: like I, who? I'm not
1: scared yet. Damian Sandow, you son of a oh. bitch. Zeb we'll Coulter. get, We'll get to it. Zeb Coulter's a hell of a mouthpiece. He is. Unemployed. he is. We'll yeah. get to it. But, uh, you know, I'm I, i I'm not worried about Enzo. I'm not. I'm not worried about Enzo because Maybe he's... Sandow was not a good mouthpiece. I swear to God, we're going to fight was really so much. He really good at mimicking the maze. We are going to fight so much. He was really good in a think team so was Cody
3: Rhodes. He, he, but honest. he was
2: the mouthpiece.
1: <laughs> I'm going to play for you. Did, lest you forget... When he sang Randy Orton's theme song, Walking to the Ring. I will play that clip for you in segment number two and remind
3: you. It
2: was amazing! And you're.
1: So he was saying words
3: that.
2: No, no, no. Should we just get to it? Like, what? I don't want to save it. No, no, no. I
1: want to save it.
3: No. I want to save it. We don't have to. We don't have to. It's okay. You're just mad because I told you this was going to happen.
2: We all knew it was gonna happen,
1: though. No, I knew it was gonna happen. You can't. The guy's been nothing on the. All right, we're talking about it. Obviously, we're here. There's nothing we can Let, do. Let's
2: right just go, go into okay. it.
1: The, clearly, Damian Sandow was getting released. He hadn't been working for the last year. They don't just leave guys to not work and collect paychecks. Like I'm understanding of the way that it works. So he, I'm not. Mark he, Henry didn't yeah. get released. Yeah, but Mark Henry's Mark Henry. Like you know, he kind of gets to do this stuff Pete and Slater's show up. Still, uh... But he Slater actually works, like, every yes. now and then. Way um, more than Damian Sandow yeah, more was. more than Sandow, yeah. Right. Damian Sandow was not working. Yes. He was appearing, but he appeared last week, one time, yes. to get his ass stomped. He just wasn't working. It's the way it goes. Yep. That being said, you're, you have dismissed Damian Sandow, and it is nuts. Damian Sandow is everything. He was no. a no. decent wrestler. Listen he was not a great wrestler. I
3: had no problem with Damian Sandow. He's a great guy. He, I mean it's just a fact he could never
1: get himself over period I, I, that part i'm so befuddled by the intellectual savior of the masses yeah, I, I was, he was over he
2: was better when he yes, was with I agree. somebody but the fact that saying he couldn't get himself over i think is very incorrect Please. i think that that original run when he came out and basically the bathroom uh, he was over yes he was absolutely over as a heel for how
1: long yeah. i don't know how months? long it was it was a good run i'm he had a very good run. He was involved in important parts of the card. He was very relevant as a heel, incredibly relevant as a heel. Now, uh, did I like him. Nobody liked him more than what they liked him doing with the Miz. And ultimately, is that what Actually, ruined I, him?
2: I, I liked him more with Road Scholars. I kind
1: of liked him more with the Road Scholars than the Truth too. But I loved what he did with the Miz so much that it's hard for me to figure that out. Everything the guy did was gold. Please, please give me uh, Channel Four if you don't mind. Yep. Please, to be remembering this, this from Damian Sandow. Can you give me a little more of four, please?
4: Randy has voices inside his head. Just watching him. Puts me to bed. It puts me.
1: Bed. <laughs> if you didn't love this. Uh,
5: you're
3: not hearing what I'm saying. Damien Sandow.
1: Listen to him. His expression stays the
6: same. Does his pose up in the corner
4: can't think of anything more lame. All his tattoos are disgusting. All that oil on him is heinous. I guess you get to sit back and watch me beat this ignoramus. Yes! Yes!
6: That's
1: awesome. How dare you <laughs> oh, besmirch dude. the name of Damien Sandow, you son of a bitch. Dude,
3: if he was so great. When he broke up with the Miz, why couldn't he do anything after that?
2: I don't know. He wasn't given an opportunity to I do anything. Think he just kind of disappeared from television. All they after gave him that. was
1: goddamn pretend to be uh, 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 macho man. macho man. That's all yeah. they gave him. That's it. I don't know what happened. I can't tell you. Maybe he didn't have a good creative idea. I don't. I don't know enough about it to know. That's my opinion. All I know is he was gold for years. For years, Damian Sandow was gold. And he wasn't gold the way that like Santino was gold. He was also, let's not forget, Mr. Money in the Bank. Like, let's talk about this. Damian Sandow was what, at a point...
2: If they hadn't decided
1: to... To dissolve the other championship, was he, going to become... That's why he won the Money in the
3: Bank. No,
2: they decided to... No, he won... They decided to unify it after he won the Money in the Bank. What? The idea was not to have him win so he could lose it. Because he held it for... What four months before he actually ended up losing it? Yeah, it was. They decided at that point, okay, we want to dissolve, so we have to have him get rid of the title because if we have a world heavyweight title when there is no world heavyweight title, well, that's kind of ridiculous,
1: right? And they also made the decision after John Cena had come back from the right. injury to go that route. That was the decision that they made. They, Damian Sandow was awesome. It <sighs> Was awesome, guys. To me,
3: when you're better, when your best points are when you're with someone else, that proves that that other those other guys are
1: great. Well, nobody's that, debating whether or not the Miz is great. The Miz is great too. That,
3: my point is that Miz and Cody made him better than he actually was.
1: No, no, he was wonderful in all of these. Imagine being told that your role is going to be to be the bodyguard for the Miz. Imagine that, and then you take that and you do what he did, and you oversell everything, everything. Was it better because it was The Miz? Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know that, that that works the same way if it's Damian Sandow mimicking everything that Dolph Ziggler does. Like, I don't think it that's doesn't. quite as good. It's
3: because but, it's but, The Miz and everyone hates The Miz.
1: But he sold it like no one has sold anything in the world. He took shit and said, you know what I'm going to do with this? I'm going to make it something that you want to eat. That's how good he made that. Damian Sandow was a... Phenomenal performer. Whatever happened with Damian Sandow, I don't know, man. I can't explain it. But it is not a knock on Damian Sandow, the performer.
3: Hold on, can you guys hear this?
1: <sighs> this guy, this guy over here, this guy. Now you want to you want to say he's not the greatest wrestler? You're right. He's not the greatest wrestler. He's a fine
3: wrestler. Which is
2: which is why I think he's a much, He's him.
3: a much worse wrestler than Roman. <laughs>
2: Roman's best work was Another. in the Shield. Roman's Asia. best work was in the Shield. Therefore, yeah, Roman's right? not yeah. a great performer. Yeah,
3: That's right? also false. <laughs> His best work was right after the Shield broke up, but before Daniel Bryan oh, was hiding. for God's mm-hmm. sakes. For yes. God's sakes. I liked sakes. him
1: better in the Shield. I don't have a problem with Roman Reigns. I have a problem with you having a problem with Damian Sandow. But
2: but the, the thing that he's not the best, you know, in-ring performer makes, I think, is going to be fascinating to see where he ends up. And... Well, a if he's going to stay in wrestling, yeah. I don't know if that's a given, right? Um, I think that he could be trying to branch out into more, you know, acting, whatever else he might.
3: Imagine if the Miz actually gets him a gig. In right. That, well, actually, awesome. he's
1: he's already. I happen to know that he's already been working in acting for a while, Damian Sandow. Like he's had um, a pretty prolific agent in the acting yeah. business for the last few years. And so I know, I know they're trying
2: been... to get him out there to non-wrestling uh, yeah. outlets. Yeah. Correct. Yeah.
1: Um look i I like Damien so much, and it sucks. I get it though this is what happens and ultimately I, my lament is for me it 's not for yeah. damien sandow it 's for me because I enjoy his work and i it's it 's part of the card that I want more of. I want more of stuff that every week I want more of the New day and trombones. I want more of our truth always. I always, always, always want more our truth I want more of that on the card. I don't, and this is one of the things that's, there's been a lot of think tanks, you know, think pieces about Damian Sandow's release. If you look anywhere on the internet, whatever you choose to read, there's been a couple things that people have said. One of the things that people have brought up is, in this era of the WWE, to be on this part of the card, you have to wrestle matches that go two to three segments. That when they have to fill three hours, they figured out is a couple of the matches every week have to be matches that we can go to commercial break a couple times during. Yep. And that's not really what Damian Sandow is. And I get that. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and try to bamboozle you about what he is. He's not that guy. His matches were not so quality that you'd want to watch them for 30 minutes. But what he brought to the table. Can be used perfectly if you're willing to use it, and for whatever reason, in three hours, it seems to me as though there should be more room to be entertained, and I don't mean entertained like I, we all love the New Day, we all love Dolph Ziggler. We know what that was on Monday night. It was a commercial. It was not good. It was a commercial. That's the reason why it wasn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't funny. It wasn't clever. It was just let's figure out a way to get a pizza into this mm-hmm. into into right. Raw. I get it, but uh, actual entertainment, actual parts of the show. Or I walk away saying, God damn, that was amazing. I want more of that in my three-hour wrestling show. And losing Damian Sandow loses part of that for me. That's why I'm bummed. Yeah, but
3: that same slot can be filled by R-Truth.
1: Look, if it gets me more R-Truth, get me more R-Truth. I I think my bigger issue is... And R-Truth can actually go in the ring for two, uh, three segments. Nobody is complaining about R-Truth. If I'm getting more R-Truth out of this, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be thrilled because I love R-Truth. I'm just. I think this is just one of those things, like when John Menadakis
3: is like, "Oh, I love Jack Swagger." We need like, no, yeah. no, 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 it's no, nothing no, 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 no. like I that.
2: Think- Damian Sandow was legitimately when he capitalized on any screen time he got. Correct is, is what it was. What it comes down to. There were very few, even when he came out as like Magneto or as Abraham Lincoln, right? Or he capitalized so on every everything. single second. He got I'm on that cream, screen, which is something you can't say about everybody.
1: Right. And that's all I'm asking for. I, I, I'm asking for. Dude, you're rolling your eyes, and I'm so baffled. I'm so baffled by your. Because he's not a major player. Well, I mean, he clearly wasn't a major player of late. Yes, you're right I, about that. I just that. don't see how. But it's a part of the show see, that I, I enjoy don't see how a great people deal. I'm not getting
3: so worked up over guys that, like. If I'm not Sandow, getting worked up about anybody else. If Damian Sandow's on well, Raw. On. There, there if, have been people... If Sandoz on Raw, great. If he's not, I don't really care. But you
1: also, would you admit that you're more into, and I think this is based on, on who you are as an athlete, that you are more into watching feats of athleticism than you are into that?
2: That's not true. Well, hold on, AJ. When My are, number one group is the New Day. When, yeah, no, well, but well, but also, hold also great let's, athletes. Let's, well, let's talk about the New Day. Your, one of your favorite guys is Kofi. Kofi has never been a major player. In his entire run in, in WWE. He's
3: been in the elimination chamber for the World Heavyweight title so multiple was, times. Uh, hang on, Damien Sandow was in those types of matches, and, and yes. He,
2: he, multiple yeah. times.
3: Yeah. He multiple, was.
2: Multiple times. Chris Masters time. was multiple times in elimination chambers. If, if that's if that's your definition okay, of being Kofi relevant. Okay, Kofi Kingston's
3: also had the Intercontinental title how many okay, times? Okay, but I'm just... The U.S. title how many times? How many times has Damien Sandow ever oh. held a belt? Uh, Don't worry, I'll wait. I actually don't know. Sorry. I'm, Sorry. Not I'm not going to try to answer the question. champions
2: one time. But that's just because... Kofi Kingston's been
1: tag team champions with
2: three different He was different Mr. People. Money in the Bank. He was Mr. Money... That,
1: that's he arguably, held the second most that, important title yeah, in the WWE.
3: arguably than
2: anything Kofi's ever done. Arguably.
3: And I would arguably say that's not true because when you only have that in the tag team titles, your career doesn't even stack up to somebody who's been an Intercontinental title champion five times, somebody who's been a U.S. champion Four times somebody attacked him. He wasn't a major
2: player. was also
1: a two-time Slammy Award winner. Let's not forget that. <laughs>
2: yeah. But hold on. If, if we're talking about major players, I mean, he was never. He, there's an argument to me that he was never even an upper mid Carter up until this new this you mean, recent you mean, run. Right. You mean,
3: except for the fact when he worked the segment with Randy Orton
2: for two months? Okay, fine. An upper mid Carter for two months. For the and, majority of his career, he was a mid to low Carter. Is is that fair to say? No, I would think that is fair for a majority of his career
3: as Intercontinental Champion. I would disagree.
2: Well, Intercontinental yeah, champion Intercontinental is has com-
3: not has
1: not.
2: Kalisto is a low Carter right now, yes. a, a mid to low Carter, and he is a champion. Saying he's an Intercontinental champion does not mean he's automatically he's not in the, the upper Intercontinental
1: mid-card. champion. Yeah, but the Intercontinental Championship has been treated the same so way as the U.S. The US championship yeah. has been treated for the last. So you're few
2: saying years. right now that Kevin Owens is a
1: lower mid Carter? No, no, no. no, they're putting him in a place where <laughs> uh, he's not a lower. Yeah, no, he the is a lower has not a title. So, yeah, so maybe he's a lower mid No, I'm saying they're uh, putting those so guys Sam right James now. So Sammy's a lower mid Carter. okay. You're, you're just choosing that, not to listen right now. You're choosing not to I'm listen. i was pointing
3: out the fact you guys are saying, oh well. So do you think Kalisto is an upper upper mid Carter? No, I also said he's not the Intercontinental Champion. Wait, but it's
2: not about the belt. Wade Barrett was uh was IC champion was he more than a Mid Carter? He was Intercontinental Champion for about eight straight months. Yeah, and then showed up once a month. Oh, that's crazy. Because he wasn't.
1: I, I, I did not see that at all. I, look, I'm not really trying to sit here and back. I've yeah. I, I said what I want to say about Damian Sandow. I love Damian Sandow. I get it. The think tank, the, the think piece is twofold. One, are, is, are, are we doing too much of let's just throw a match out there and have it go over three segments for the sake of going out of three segments? Because there's not enough creativity right now to have true entertainment in wrestling. That even. The New Day was our favorite thing in the world, and every week it seems like we're getting less and less of pushing the boundary, trying something new, and more of just go out there and make sure that we sell more T-shirts.
3: I mean, literally this week they talked about how they wouldn't have been accepted in the 1800s. Uh,
1: They did do that. That was one thing they did, but that was one line. I mean, they have not – it has been less New Day sketch stuff and more – they New Day a, go out put a cut a promo. O
3: through a unicorn horn. Yeah, I mean that wasn't basically I mean,
1: so they had a booty o
3: no. Do you not do you not get the imagery? I do get the imagery. Okay.
1: AJ, I get it. <laughs> I'm very understanding of what you're trying to say. Are you do you believe that they're doing as much of the New Day as they were doing six months ago?
3: As much? Yeah. I feel like the New Day g- gets no, no, I'm not saying saying where they to are themselves. I, the New Day literally they were But was, they're doubt they're
1: just cutting wrestling promos now. They're talking about the tag teams. They're talking about, and they're not out there doing the stuff. There's not more props being involved. There's not more, they're not pushing the entertainment envelope right now. They're doing more wrestling stuff, which is fine because they're damn good at wrestling. I'm not complaining about the new day. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I feel as though the entertainment part of the show is what I, is part of what I like. And the focus does not seem to continue to be on the entertainment part of the show. That's fine. A lot of people don't don't watch for that. And some of the entertainment sucks, frankly. A lot of times they try to roll something out as an entertainment segment, and it is anything but entertaining. I understand that. I want more Mitch. I want more all of that. Give me more Francesca. Give me more of that. Give me Damien, by God, Sandow. And I'm losing that, and it bums me out. I don't care about anybody else that got released. Literally don't care Remote. I mean, I like Zeb. I did like Zeb. I thought he was good. And he was also kind of important in the Barrett? writing process, wasn't he? Yeah. Who?
2: Barrett. Yeah, but Barrett wasn't we, really got we, released. We like knew. he had sort of said. Yeah, we knew about that Yeah, up. he was he was what about Cameron? Yeah, Cameron. <laughs> El Torito and Hornswoggle?
1: No, no. I mean,
3: look, I, I, they were both good El performers. El Torito is my
2: favorite person that for, got released. Yeah, for,
1: uh, Look, I'm not denying that he was a good performer. I can't
2: remember who someone said, like, legitimately, El Torito's one of the best guys I've ever wrestled. I believe I, that he's a hell remember. of a
1: performer. Yeah, I mean, he's a really, really good performer. I'm not, um, I'm not knocking that one bit.
2: Uh,
3: Damian
1: Sandow, whatever. I hate you so much. I hate you so much more than I can possibly express in words.
2: Um, God, I hate that guy. Seriously,
1: do we have do we have to continue this? or Can we just get rid of him?
2: I mean, I mean honestly, that, that, that's up to you. I'm so I mean,
1: worried that him getting cut means he's going to be around more often. Like, that was yeah, the we, good we, news we, is that we knew he was going back yeah, in two weeks. Yeah, so we, like, oh, we thought four months we of get him. A, we, get a, we get a respite from him for a little while. Yep.
2: I do not like Damian Sandow. Go Go screw. I, uh, the, 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 I, the one thing I just want to say to Cap, the fact that, you know, he was maybe misused by WWE doesn't necessarily mean he wasn't good. Like, EC3 no, of course, was yeah, completely irrelevant yeah, in I, WWE.
1: Agreed, totally. Here's one other question. Um, uh, one of the other think-paces I saw this week, and I think it was at UpRocks, was um, that there were multiple people that were released that could have been used well as managers. Oh, sure. And the WWE has a problem where they're going absolutely. away from managers. Well,
2: th- that's been a problem for a decade. Okay. Like, that, that's, you
1: know. I would tend to agree. Yeah, that, that's, I, I think that's absolutely true. I think there's enough people that's that 100%. would be well served by having... And the
2: fact that Zeb was released just shows it.
1: Right, he was yeah. great. He was great he, in he that was fantastic. role. And then they released him anyway. All right, so I want to talk about
2: you want to say that for next segment? Or? I don't
1: know, because I have so much I want to talk about. I want to talk about John Cena. Or Vince. Well, talk- how
2: about this? Next segment, we do Ring of Honor. We do Evolve. evolve and, and then, then we, we talk do- about all the other yeah. stuff.
1: Okay, very good. So we still want to talk about what happened at Ring of Honor. We still want to talk about what happened to Evolve. And we want to talk about uh, some news from Vince McMahon about the future of some injured stars, as well as huge announcement, huge announcement about an upcoming house show match. We'll talk about all that next as we continue on. It's Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn. That's Aaron. And that's
5: (laughs) Uh Damien Sando. Stay in the fan with a baseball word to the wise O's fans in earshot. Why not plan on coming to the next Orioles hangout night at Game Sports Bar? It's a great way to see the O's have some great food and beverages at Game Sports Bar and get to hear Orioles hangout owner Tony Penty and me talk about the hottest O's topics going into that night's game. Here's the deal. discounted ticket. Free parking at Game Sports Bar's lot at 1400 Warner Avenue right next door to the Horseshoe Casino. Make a plan to come out for the next Orioles hangout night which is June 17th, Friday against Toronto. Come out 90 minutes before game time. Let's paint the Game Sports Bar orange starting at 530.
1: Visit pressboxonline.com slash hangout for details and to get your tickets for Orioles Hangout Night at Game Sports Bar.
4: Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Newsonoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Seder Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Newsonoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry, quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Newsonoff and Sons has designer mountings and certified loose diamonds. Prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal. Download their new app, the Vow Engagement ring finder for iphone or android and search styles get prices and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually charles newson off and sons orioles raven's jewelry and the vow engagement ring finder go to charles or call 410-661-5050 charles newson off and sons jewelers 8720 Sader hill road in parkville
5: cool. let's scroll together an old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stand the Fan with the Bat Around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone. We'll look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the Bat Around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone real baseball talk is back go to pressboxonline.com slash stand the fan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12.
0: Club.
1: back in here segment number two of driving out or the segment where we are eating. During the segment, because yeah. A.J. took care of food for this week, despite being unemployed, which we appreciate. Yeah. Thanks, pal. Uh, <laughs> and um, Aaron has to leave, so we're being forced to work while eating.
0: Yep.
2: I don't like it either, To be Ridic- Dick. You know, yeah, Aaron's an asshole. Glenn
1: yeah. Clark, Aaron Osher, Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event. A.J. Francis of the National Football League with yeah. you here on Jobbing Out. Um, I want to touch you on a couple of things because I don't know when Aaron has to leave, and he's just such a raging dick that I, you know it's the worst. But let's get to um, some things. We normally let Aaron go off the reservation in segment number three. The thing is, we haven't done a quick count. I think we've done one in the last two months, so uh, we might be abandoning. I don't know what we're doing with it. If it, if a topic's important enough for us to talk about, we're just going to talk about it. Yep. And this week, outside of the WWE, there were a couple of really significant topics that crept up. Um, I want to start. We played the Bullet Club music. Ring of Honor on Sunday night had uh, quite the f- the closing scene to their pay per view. Wow, boy, I wow, don't know what that yeah, was yeah, that, that,
2: that was good there. Um, but yeah, anyways, it was uh, in Chicago. It was you know the hometown boy Cole Cabana returning to get his title shot against Jay Lethal, and uh, it was interesting. The Young Bucks beforehand kind of prophesized, "Hey, a we're going to ha- throw more super kicks than we've ever thrown in our lives." Oh, yeah, and by the way, there's going to be a new Bullet Club member. They had their match. Not only was there no Bullet Club member, for the first time in a match I can ever remember, there wasn't a single super kick thrown.
1: What was the thing with Steve Carino having a bet?
2: Well, he had a. He, his, his, his He's on the announcing right now, and he said, Oh, I paid $6,000 so we can have a super kick counter in the corner of the ah. screen during ah. Young Bucks matches. And it stayed at zero for the entire time. It's pretty
4: good. It's a good bet.
2: Um, in the middle of the match, the Young Bucks came out, uh, started. You know, trying to attack people. Then the lights went out. Adam Cole was Adam standing Cole, there, baby. But, baby. Then they throw, threw 50 super kicks, devastated everybody, took out Kevin Kelly, took out Steve Crino, took out the Young Bucks' dad who came into the ring to celebrate. And why not? <laughs> um, and yeah. And then the next night, another Bullet Club member was added as they had, I don't know if it was a t- I can't imagine it was a TV taping, but it was just a big house show on a Monday, I guess. And uh, Adam Page also joined the Bullet Club. So Bull- All the
1: Adams. They're just yeah. they are just. clubs. Well, like, Adam Clayton from U2 actually just checked in and said he was going to join the group. They,
2: they had a picture, and it was, uh, as I think it was Matt Jackson labeled this, Adam Jackson, Adam Jackson. <laughs> it's pretty
1: Which is that's pretty good. That's pretty good.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, I—I I, where does it go from here, I guess, is the question. I mean, the when Bull- are we going to address
3: the Bullet Club blatantly biting the NWO.
2: Well, yes. At this point it's it's very much and I mean it's pretty much since AJ took over, it was very much the NWO. And that's what it's becoming even you know, at this point you have obviously the Bullet Club is huge in Japan. It is now fully being entrenched in Ring of Honor, and it's already fairly entrenched in WWE right. now. With the AJ club. Yeah, they are the club. The club. But it is the Bullet Club. And you know, you can make the case that at this point Bullet Club is at least the most widespread, biggest organization in the history of wrestling. As far as a faction is
1: concerned? Yeah. I yeah. mean,
3: has there ever been another faction that stretched across two like multiple years? promotions? I mean, yeah. Well, the
2: NWO would have been the, you know, they did. Yeah, true. They but were they yeah. Went yeah. at the right. same time, though. But, and Japan wasn't nearly as big now as it is. Well, no, it was at the same time. There was NWO Japan at the same time as NWO WCW. Oh. But, you know, we just. I thought was, you were
3: referring to NWO WWE.
2: Well, they were never active that's at the why, same time, no, no, right? I, that's yeah. why I said yeah. yeah. no, no, yeah. I, I meant NWO Japan. They were doing the, you know, right. uh, multi-promotional thing. But, yeah, I mean.
1: But do Japan we have a problem with them biting the, the NWO? Like, is it, do you have an issue with that?
3: I don't have an issue with it. It's just like, it's just a little bit too blatant.
1: Okay. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Like, I, the literally, the entrance oh. music goes, Bullet Club, right. Full <laughs> right. yeah, right. And
3: right. then they do Too Sweet.
1: Yeah. It's just a little bit too much. it's a bit much. It's a little bit too
3: much. Not that the Bullet Club's not great and that their members aren't great. Their members are fantastic. Fantastic performers in the ring. I have no beef with anybody that's a member of, quote-unquote, the Bullet Club or the club. But at the same time, it's kind of like a major gimmick infringement.
2: I, I, I don't know if I agree with this, but one of the favorite lines I've ever heard to describe the Bullet Club was, this was shortly after AJ took over, and they they were comparing it to the uh, Prince Devitt led Bullet Club, and it's like since AJ took over, they've just become a bunch of millennials cosplaying as the NWO. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like,
1: I don't know yeah. if I
2: definitely agree with it, but yeah. I just love that line. Yeah,
1: right. That's pretty good. All right. Um, the other big story, like You and I went out to evolve on Friday night. Great show. Uh, AJ was too busy not throwing out the
2: first pitch at the Orioles game. Yeah, I was supposed to throw to
0: out the join first our pitch,
3: house. and then it got rained outside to throw out the first pitch the
2: next day, which is still pretty freaking throw, cool. Yeah, throw out the the pitch the way that you uh, delivered it.
1: What All do right. I not know?
3: Here's what happened. Okay. It rained, like, for 12 days straight. It did. Yes. It's but still raining, basically, yes. yeah. So I got to throw out the first pitch. And for some reason, they didn't want me to throw from the mound or whatever. So they made me throw from the grass, which means my plant foot lands in wet grass. Okay? Yeah, that's what it was. And if you watch the video, you can literally see my left foot slide while I'm throwing. And mid-throw, I had to make a split decision. Do I want to make a good throw and just eat shit in front of all these people and end up on sports <laughs> center? Or do I want to regain my balance and throw this ball way in the dirt? So I decided to throw the ball in the dirt. <laughs> Cuz I figured a bad everybody throws a bad first pitch every once in a while. But if you eat shit, it's not good. You're going to be on not nah, top 10. Yeah, true. True.
2: It's not good. I agree. The, the Oriole bird did do like a, you know, Baseball, well, baseball. I assume now that
1: they've had the main event, they're going to have the rest of the jobbing out crew Clearly. for the first pitch at uh, an Orioles game.
3: That's, Possibly. That's, become the biggest podcast. That's the
2: reason
1: why they had you, wasn't in it? In wrestling. Because of, of jobbing
3: out. I, yeah. I hope they
2: included that into the introduction.
3: Yeah, they did. They said, is the biggest Baltimore wrestling podcast a uh, main eventer there is, <laughs> <laughs> like they said in my intro. Uh,
2: anyway, Evolve.
1: So we went to Evolve Friday night.
2: We had a great time. It was a great show. It was a great show. Uh, the uh, um, the saber hero people are calling that match of the it year. Was a candidate. Really good match.
1: Yeah. It was a really good match. Zack Saber, Chris Hero. Although Chris Hero sure. can go fuck himself forever. Do you, do you know, AJ? Do you know? No. What do you think he came out wearing, Chris Hero, at the uh, Evolve show on Friday night, and then tried to be a face after the match? I don't know what. Try a Duke basketball uniform. Oh, what a shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He can't fuck himself right in a stupid. Hang on, I had a great night of chance, by the way. I had a great night, and Aaron is you an asshole. You had a very
2: hit or miss night. Aaron is an <laughs>
1: asshole because I had a great night of chance. I don't remember you, you, most
2: of them. You had a couple. Of, one. You had a couple. You had one very
1: good one. One picked up and might be picked up. Might become the wrestling chant of the year. At one point, I don't remember which match it was. I but think I,
2: it was the uh, Skrull uh, fight forever is definitely. It was good. I rest, just chanted. Chant
1: I started chanting, I enjoy this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and that's it got good. the whole arena picked I it up. It enjoyed. was dur- during the uh, Gargano Skrull match. Oh, that's so exactly what so it was. actually fantastic.
1: And everybody loved it. Everybody picked that one up. I had some other great ones that got nowhere. And I I wish I could remember that. That's
3: that's in the running with Fight Forever and both these guys.
2: Both these guys. That's really good. I loved uh, Hero's response to the Fight Forever. Chance, no, Chris Hero fights for however (laughs) long he wants. Yeah, that was
1: good. Uh, I did try to start sort a of, This Is Joppa
2: chant. <laughs> that one didn't go
1: over quite I, so well. I, 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 there I was, just... was one that I know was gold, and everybody around us loved, but it didn't get picked up, and I can't remember I was what it was I'm very
2: disappointed now. that my coach, k Sox chant, didn't Yeah, get I didn't, that up. didn't
1: go over okay. so well. That didn't go over quite as well.
2: But, yeah, uh, it was, it was
1: yeah, great. I hate
3: time. you guys. Why? Because you guys are the t- – I go to wrestling – to watch Oh, wrestling. we want
1: to be a part of the show. We were having fun, you dick. I go to wrestling to watch wrestling. Chris Hero showed up in a Duke basketball uniform. What are we supposed to do?
3: I don't have a problem with that. But what I'm saying is, I go to wrestling to watch wrestling. And so many other people go to wrestling to see how much attention oh, they can I, bring I upon themselves. No, wait a second. Well, no,
2: that's it. That's not No, I no. Care.
1: I just chant for fun. This isn't about me. How many chants did you start?
2: Uh, like, what? Twenty-seven, right. yes, <laughs> exactly. exactly, exactly.
1: But they were all part of the show, man. It's not like I started chanting beach ball or some shit. I was doing it based on what I was watching in the match. Yeah, but when they would say, "Hey, you guys are a great crowd," I would say, "This is Joppa, Yeah, but come no. on, man. If you were if you chanted about yourself, I didn't chant about myself. If you were sitting,
3: if you were sitting because I'm from you. Joppa.
1: Anyways, if you're
3: sitting behind me and you start all those chants, I'm going to be really fucking annoyed at well,
1: this Well, you show. know what? Maybe it's good that you didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's good you were busy not throwing the first pitch on Friday night. Yeah. Had, we had a fun time, you dick. You're the worst. I hate you. Yeah, Of course you don't like fun.
2: You don't like Damien Sandow.
1: I don't care about your opinion about anything. Go F.
2: Anyways, the reason that we bring this up. i you like to, Justin Timberlake. Other than to thank uh, Gabe for you know oh, yeah. setting us up and everything. And they're going to be coming back in August. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Bigger thing. Saturday, in addition to- I
1: disagree that anything was bigger than my chanting, but, you know.
2: In addition to Drew Gulak and TJP qualifying for the WWE Cruiserweight Classic, the end of the night was a pretty big moment when you had, uh, Drew Galloway facing Johnny Gargano. When we were at Joppa, Drew Galloway talked, you know, started running down the fact that You know, how is it independent wrestling if you're just bowing before the machine of WWE and this is all bad for independent wrestling and, you know, saying all that stuff? And he said, I'm going to have a true independent moment on -hmm. Saturday. Mm -hmm. That moment ended up being EC3 showing up, them destroying basically everyone in the Cruiserweight Classic and everyone involved with, you know, like Gargano involved with WWE, and EC3 ripping to shreds. Anything to do with WWE. Yeah. Crushed Triple H, crushed Bill DeMott, crushed NXT when he was part of NXT, and uh, sets up, you know, wh- whatever it comes at ends up being. Right now it looks like a TNA versus WWE under the banner of Evolve. Well, I mean,
1: is TNA really even a thing anymore? <laughs>
2: I, mean, I oh. think
3: it's probably just more...
2: Two guys they knew who knew they,
3: they, they knew they would get publicity yeah, from two. talking shit about WWE because they used to work there.
2: Well. well and, and that's the point is that, the you know, the point of the gimmick is these were two guys who, great talents, who got released, who were misused by WWE, who got released, and, uh, you know, now are still bitter about it. Like, I like
1: it. I think the question is, how does it work with Evolve? You know, like, Evolve's got to work with WWE. Right. You know, like, they've got a relationship. So, they can do it. I like the angle.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I like the angle because it's relevant. It works for them. If they, as long as there's no, it's a bad idea for evolve if if Triple H calls up and says, "Hey, don't love uh, you," let Nathan Carter come talk shit about us.
2: I mean, I assume they got it at least somewhat sanctioned ahead of time. Probably not. You've, I don't think they risk their relationship with yeah, WWE. That's tough, man. It's I, tough. I really, don't. at this point, I want to. You they, think? You think Vincent Kennedy McMahon or? This man doesn't know anything about the... I think Triple H is, is more is willing Triple to H. give some. This is Triple H, yeah. Some. Do okay.
3: you think Triple H, the guy who wouldn't let Booker go over at Mania, the guy who wouldn't let a million people go over at different situations, I hear you. Is all about guys that he's given an opportunity on his event on his network that he's majorly responsible for to get dominated by guys that used to work for him but now but don't it's and a, ended right. up.
1: Right. It's a good
2: storyline.
3: It's a great storyline. I, I, I don't mean, think I, it is a storyline. I think it's that's going to be the end of it.
2: Oh Well, I mean, it's not the end of it because they've already set up the matches for future Evolve cards between Gargano and, and EC3, between Galloway and uh, Ethan Page, who was one of the guys who ended up running out. They've set up all of these but, matches but for they, those Yeah, they June. set up
3: the matches, but I don't think it's going to be...
1: They're going to keep talking
2: shit. Yeah, I don't, you don't, think,
3: think. It, I don't think it's going to be like you're saying where, oh, it's TNA versus WWE. They're
2: not going to come out and be like, I was on the WWE... WWE well, uh, is nothing. I, I, I think they're they're probably going to turn it. I think what it's going to turn into is right. the, the you know kind of what the idea is is that should this independent wrestling,
1: wrestling versus first... corporate wrestling yes, is what exactly. I think they're going to turn it into. The WWE has no nothing to gain. And Johnny being...
3: Gargano is representing corporate wrestling in a ring that's full with Drew Galloway. It's really, funny, funny, right? right. it's really kind right. of funny, Right. It's really kind of funny.
1: Um, look, I I like it. I think it's a good storyline for Evolve. I think they're ca- trying to capitalize on this small amount of relevance that they felt in the last six months, and I think that's smart. I think we yeah. should try to do that. Um, but ultimately, in the long run, you better make sure that 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 WWE is why on board. Which I think
2: that they at least said, "Hey, we're going. We're thinking about doing this storyline. We're thinking about including these guys. Are you okay?" Maybe with Maybe they didn't
1: run by exactly, exactly what, what EC3 that. was going to say. But hey,
2: we, we're going to have. Galloway and EC3 criticized the fact that we're working with WWE. Are you cool with that? Right,
1: correct. I think that's uh, more likely the case. I love it. I, I think the real question is, uh, are we getting closer to a point where Evolve is reflective of the WWE? And are we getting closer to a point where, like, if EC3 is showing up at Evolve, it's because the WWE is saying, you know what, we're okay with this. I just wonder how much influence right now Triple H has. If, if you're... Look, Gabe's not getting rich off of Triple H right now, but it's definitely a huge it's help helping. to I mean, have the WWE. It would surprise
2: me if sixty one w- with the Cruiserweight Classic uh, qualifying matches was the biggest, right. You know, eye paper. And I time.
1: wonder if like it's at a point where Gabe might just have the the customary call to Triple H, like, hey, we're thinking about doing something with EC three, and he says, yeah, that's cool. Like, I'm I, I like EC three. I'm looking at him again too. You know what I mean? I I just wonder. I wonder if there's not a a level of just call me. Call me before you do something like this and, and let me know what you're up to. And if Maybe. there and there might be and that's I think what makes it intriguing because is that because EC three sees what's going on in, in TNA and says, if I can be somewhere where I know Triple H is watching, I, I'm would be willing to consider jumping back. You know what I mean? Like I'm not stupid. Yeah, it bothers me how much they, they fucked it up the first time, but I'm not an idiot. If there's an opportunity there. Right. Get me back. Get me on yeah. NXT. You know what I mean? Like You're not going to turn down money. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So I, I, that's just the sense that I got from all that. All right. Real quick, some um, news uh, elsewhere in the WWE. Uh, Vince McMahon says on a conference call, all the injured dudes, all of them, Cena, Rollins, Orton, Bray Wyatt, all back within 30 days.
2: I doubt that's the case. I think that he's going. they're going to be cleared in 30 days. I doubt they will all be back in 30 days.
1: I, I think they will all be back in 30 days. I
2: don't think you said tell your investors. What's
3: the pay-per-view after...
2: Money
3: in the bank. They will all be back in thirty days.
2: So, so you think Randy that Orton the, will the Randy first Orton, draw in June? That they Randy will all Orton be back.
3: will be in the Money in the Bank match. Bray Wyatt, I would bet money will be in the Money in the Bank. Match. I
1: think Orton's the one they don't have to have back for Money in the Bank.
3: No, but I think I think, I think that's is the a good. Don't have to. Have back mm-hmm. for money I, that's okay. what bank. I was saying. I, I think it's a I, good I spot for Orton to be in the match, make the match big, but he doesn't have to win it. Okay. Is, all right. So that's right. why his I think return that's, is significant. Yes. All right. So I hear what you're saying, and Bray Wyatt as well. Even though I think Bray Wyatt might be one of the favorites to win it if he's in it.
1: Yeah, sure. I would tend to agree with I that. I don't
3: think you put Seth Rollins in that match because Seth Rollins has already done no, he that. Doesn't, he, he doesn't, doesn't need, need to win yeah, the Money yeah, in the Bank you know in order to be
1: back in the title. He never right. lost his title. So, yeah. Right. He's he's the number one contender the moment he arrives because he never lost the title. Right. Absolutely. Um. So, so I hear what you're saying there, and I don't know that I dis- disagree. I don't think Vince McMahon tells his investors these guys are all back in a month if he does not have plans for them to be back within a month. I think it's one thing to say that. These are investors you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to volunteer that information. You don't have to.
2: Well, I, it wasn't volunteered. They asked specifically what's going on. I think, with but they, st- I
1: think they said, like, and they didn't say specifically, will Randy Orton be back, back within a month? Okay. They just sort of asked, hey, what's going on with the guys that are hurt? And he said all four back. What's the um, WWE
3: stock at right now? Oh, it's been 17. Yeah, it's
2: it's been hovering pretty, around yeah, something. I'm about
3: to get 10 grand worth of WWE
1: stock. <laughs> I'm going to get
3: in on these meetings.
1: Oh, just so you can sit on the phone call? That, oh, that's smart, man. That is a smart play. Strong. I like what you're thinking. Uh, the other big news this week, uh, which is monstrous. There is a, an upcoming house show in Hawaii. Oahu, apparently. Yeah. That will feature an event with the following main events. One. And you said main event,
3: events? and That is exactly how it should be said.
1: Brock Lesnar v. Kevin Owens.
2: Main event. That doesn't suck.
1: No. Two, John Cena, the Shinsuke-effing Nakamura. Main event.
2: Yes. <laughs> the main event.
1: Holy
3: balls. And the craziest and part
1: you're an idiot Can because that's, they're putting that on the WWE Network. No, they're not. No, these matches wouldn't be happening if they weren't putting it on the Network. I don't think
3: that they put it on the Network. They're
1: putting it on the Network.
3: Here, you want to know, why, well, why. You, you yeah, know why, why I don't why. think they're why? putting it on the Network? Because Shinsuke Nakamura is not going to beat John Cena. And every person... At this table, that's not me is going to be furious about that, and every person that listens to this is going to be furious about that, and every person that has internet connection. But they're going to know what gonna happen gonna happened in the match. Mm-hmm.
1: Just because you didn't put it on the television doesn't here's, mean that we wouldn't know what happened in the match. That's why: if, if they
2: don't put it on the network, here they're,
1: they're not getting Brock Lesnar to work. In Hawaii, without putting it on Here, the... If, if it's the not on network.
2: the network, it's only because, cause I believe that this is, the reason they're going out to Hawaii is because they're also going out to Japan, like that's just the first stop in the Pacific tour. Oh,
1: you're saying it could be a warm-up for whatever they do in Japan? It could be
2: a warm-up for whatever, it they
1: could be a warm-up for what they do in Japan. But, but then we're getting those matches, match. correct? Right. They're getting, we're getting, there's no way they're doing this. That, that Brock Lesnar is going to wrestle Kevin Owens and they're just going to pretend like it's not happening?
2: Like, guys, nothing to see here. It's just Brock Lesnar and Kevin Owens in a
1: ring together.
2: But nothing, oh, nothing and worth and looking did, at. Did you see the other match that apparently might be involved? No, I didn't see that. Oscar and Charlotte. Oh, that, that wouldn't suck either.
1: <laughs> Nobody's complaining about any of these things.
2: That
3: actually might be the best of the three matches. I mean, that's a bold statement to make, but I hear you.
1: I hear you. It's I not.
3: Mean... <laughs> it's really good. Nobody's saying it's
2: not good. I mean, the only
3: match that... I mean I know Brock and Kevin are going to put on a good Bro. show.
2: Cena Nakamura. The well, Cena going-
3: Nakamura is going to be great but
2: I mean
1: oh, god all of it. You just-
2: see an Oscar and you see Charlotte. Yeah, they're, they're good. No they're ways. all good. They're no always debating just, the quality fight, of this. Have, have this show fight forever. <laughs> Correct. No doubt yes.
1: about it. All right. Aaron's an ass. He's he's yep. leaving. Goodbye forever. Right. Seriously. You you leave. Bye forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bye forever. Bye forever. In the words of Cameron, "Girl bye."
1: Yeah, girl by <laughs> there, there, he is. Oh, that makes she RIP. Oh God. By the way, what's up with her and Sid Vicious having like a huge Twitter beef? It is the weirdest thing in the world. Like he hates Cameron. It is bizarre. Why? I think he said that like she, like he tried to give her some advice one time at a show, and she was like, "Who are you?"
2: Oops. And he straight up like hates. Hey, Oops. Right. So. Maybe uh, he didn't
1: appreciate. I thought, it. I thought he said
2: Malina "girl bye." Melina versus, girl girl Alicia, by. Fox was the versus Alicia Fox. Uh, uh, greatest match yeah, uh, of all time. It, it, it.
1: Alright, uh, when we come back in, Jinder Mahal, or as Eva Marie once called him, Ginger Mahal, when she had to do ring announcing. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to him about what he's up to these days, as well as uh, his thoughts on the guys that got released and what's next for them and what's life like when you get the, uh, the old future endeavor call. We'll talk to Jinder about all of that, and we got a top five for this week that we haven't picked a topic for, so we should do that too. Uh, I'm Glenn, that's not Aaron, and that's... The main
4: event. AJ Francis, this is Jotting Out. <laughs> Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee surcharge-free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds... Get your
0: cash for nothing because it's surcharge-free
4: individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a royal farms atm but we won't charge you so the next time you want to get cash at an atm come to royal farms because this is how we do it get your cash for nothing because there is no fee cash for nothing because there is
5: Stay in the fan with a baseball word to the wise O's fans in earshot. Why not plan on coming to the next Orioles hangout night at Game Sports Bar? It's a great way to see the O's have some great food and beverages at Game Sports Bar and get to hear Orioles hangout owner Tony Penty and me talk about the hottest O's topics going into that night's game. Here's the deal. Discounted ticket. Free parking at Game Sports Bar's lot at 1400 Warner Avenue right next door to the Horseshoe Casino. Make a plan to come out for the next Orioles hangout night which is June 17th, Friday against Toronto. Come out 90 minutes before game time. Let's paint the Game Sports Bar orange starting at 530.
1: Visit pressboxonline.com slash hangout for details and to get your tickets for Orioles Hangout Night at Game Sports Bar.
5: Hi, Ken Zales here, KZ, from the Press Box Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on Press Box Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called the Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon, on the Press Box Fantasy Reality Football The Press Box Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon. Pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. We're a three-man band!
1: Back in here, segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark now just with...
3: The main event.
1: A.J. Francis, and we are joined by uh, a friend of yours. You should set this up.
3: Yeah, um, gender was really cool. Uh, We met in Dallas. I met him through Mojo. Um, we were all hanging out. It's Mojo
1: Rawley and Mojo Rawley. Yeah. I right.
3: mean, I always call him Dean. So. Yes, correct. But we met through mutual friends and, uh, we went out to the club. We got some bottles. Got it was a great time. <laughs> we definitely got hyped.
1: Yeah. Well, you stayed hyped, I believe yeah. is the correct yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then,
3: and then we went to, uh, 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 Gentleman's Leisure Club.
4: Oh, gentlemen's establishment. Yeah, yeah. Right?
3: great time. Where you uh, you probably had a smoking jacket and played yeah. some ping pong. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's, it's a little things. polo in the backyard.
6: Maybe <laughs> maybe a hotel after. Yeah,
3: hotel. <laughs> <laughs> definitely did that party afterwards for sure. That was definitely a five a.m. return night. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas was a great time.
1: Uh, he Yeah. He is Jinder Mahal, and he's with us here on Jobbing Out, hey Amen. Uh, so, it's, so all these stories are true. Because sometimes when AJ tells me a story, I'm like, I don't, I'm skeptical, bro. Like, I think he might just be blowing smoke.
6: No, true story, man. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. All right. I, I like to get down. I was just a witness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Fuck. Well,
1: I thought it was. I thought the best part of the night was when you guys went over to the hospital and and helped everybody. Oh you, yeah. You volunteered your time. All the
3: kids in right. the, the kids pediatric the ward, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey man this is cool though it's good to talk to you and uh, i guess let's start by saying you know what are you up to these days and you know, what's what's going on with gender what are, 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 are you performing are you touring are you doing stuff like that
6: uh yeah just working in the indie circuit uh i just i wrestled everywhere all over america and uh i got to work overseas japan puerto rico middle east uh europe india so i've been That's awesome. Just in New York this weekend, and next trip is going to be going to Canada next week.
1: And yeah, that's the big sexy trip. Obviously, like that's the one you know when you when you plan your vacation, you say, "When I get to Canada, man, I tell you (laughs) what, Canada's
6: awesome, man." Underestimated.
1: Well, it's a great wrestling. I mean, there's no doubt the fans in Canada are crazy, aren't they?
3: Canada's dope. Canada's dope when it's like not the nine months of winter, right? Right.
1: (laughs) <laughs> for those two decent months that you get in there, it's not a bad place to be. So, what you're saying, Ginger, is that there's like life after the WWE. You know, like, like it, life is kind of okay still at that point. Oh,
6: yeah, yeah. No, no, life is awesome. I'm doing uh, some real estate in Tampa too. So, that keeps me busy and wrestling. You know, just enjoying myself. Doing real estate uh, yeah, in Tampa,
1: huh? That's, that's ironic. Yeah. For reasons we can't talk about right
6: now.
3: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Sometime next week, <laughs> I may be in contact with you. <laughs> okay,
6: okay. Uh,. Yeah, but it's good, you know, uh, it's nice just having no stress and, uh, you know, not having to do stuff I don't want to do, and <laughs> I can my schedule, so yeah, it's
1: good. All right, this is, it's, I'm, I'm glad we had you on this week, when AJ said that you could come on, I thought it was perfect, because I'm sure as you heard, um, last week there was uh, another uh, announcement of, of releases from the WWE, another group of guys got Future Endeavored, and I just wondered if, if you could sort of take us through what that's like for a guy. Like, when you get, when I don't know if you know what's coming or, or when you get the phone call. Like, what what is, we've all been, we've all been fired. We've all been, you know, had a, I, in radio, you have stations flip. You know, AJ's been through it, obviously, in football yeah. again this week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it happens to everybody. But what's it like when it comes to professional wrestling? And what are these guys feeling right now?
6: Uh, actually, I was kind of surprised by it because I was on the road and on TV, like, almost every week with me yeah. i not doing anything good, but, still nonetheless and I had like a calendar for the next two months of like international tours all live events and everything So I was kind of caught off guard, but I was kind of at that moment I was kind of unhappy because they weren't doing anything with us and we had Suggested a whole bunch of stuff and pitched ideas and everything and nothing was happening. So I mean it does suck at first because You know wanting to be a wrestler was kind of like my childhood dream I didn't want to be anything else. I grew up a wrestling fan It wasn't just one of those things that kind of you know fell in my lap or something so that kind of sucks, but um, uh, yeah, it kind of kind of caught me off guard, and I was, you know, down for a little while. But uh, I just started taking indie bookings right away because I was wrestling on the indies before, so uh, I had a whole bunch of connections and everything. As soon as I started working in the indies, it was like the same thing because wrestling, uh, you know, I just enjoy wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's WWE or overseas or in front of 50 people in some small town and. In the States, you know, uh, I just like to wrestle. So uh, at first, yeah, it does suck. Uh, but, you know, there is life after WWE, and it's not all that bad. Yeah. It's kind of nice, uh, you know, not having to go to TV every week and stressed out and, <laughs> you know, the microscope every every action you do. And, yeah. You know, so it's kind of nice at the same time. But I do miss being you know, on the road, performing. You know, obviously WWE, the big crowds and the fans are, you know, very passionate and everything, and you get to tour the world.
4: I'd make good money. I miss that, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> right? Yeah. You do,
3: you love money. Everybody loves yeah, money. Correct. You know who doesn't yeah. love money?
4: Dead people. No. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>.
3: That's it. <laughs> Literally, that's it. They give it all away.
1: Um, uh, Jinder, you, I, I want to clarify something, because you're talking about kind of being unhappy with that. You weren't unhappy with Three Man Band, right? Because Three Man Band was, was awesome. Was one of the great things. Like, wrestling fans adore Three Man Band.
6: Yeah, you know, no, I, I like being a three and but it was just not doing anything with us. I was like, maybe, we were saying, maybe turn a stained face or something or whatever <laughs> You know, give us something, give us a storyline. But that's what I was unhappy with. No, I, I didn't I like actually, I, at first, I was kind of weirded out. I, I, I didn't like the idea of being in a, in a band. But, you know, once I opened up to it and kind of realized that, hey, you got to take what you're given and make the best of it. Um, I was just unhappy with the overall direction of it and our lack of direction.
3: When, um, that made me yeah no no I 100% like the, the, what a lot of people don't get is like jobs like yours jobs like mine where you travel so much I always want to know s- s- you've been to more places than I have and I've been to a lot of pl- I've been to probably i travel probably more than 95% of people in the world Let's just
1: rub it in a little bit more
3: but you've been to even more than I have and I always want to know in the United States and outside the United States what is your favorite place to go perform like whether it's because of the crowd or because of the city itself, what you do after the show. Like, where is your favorite place in the United States and outside the United States to go? Uh,
6: in the United States, I would say the best crowds are in the Northeast, like uh, New York, New Jersey, Philly, Chicago, that area. Um, there's actually, uh, you know what, to be fair, the, I like the fans even in Canada. Fans in Canada are crazy too, like Toronto, or Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. That uh, makes sense. Are crazy too. A lot of great wrestlers uh, come
3: from Canada. Yeah.
0: Correct.
6: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, overseas, London is a good wrestling city. London, the O2 Arena. Uh, obviously, you guys see like the the RAW that they do there, or mm-hmm. like the Postmania Raj RAW. You know, that's mainly like the European crowd. Europe is good. Uh, actually, the place that I just wrestled—that at is like my favorite new favorite—is India. We just wrestled there like about two months ago. For Kali, I had some shows, and a bunch of uh, American wrestlers went. But actually, not American—all wrestlers from all over the world went. And like over here we had like sixty thousand people, and it was just crazy. Everywhere we went, it was just madness. Like we couldn't uh, go anywhere without like a thousand people swarming us. Is
3: it true that Kali's like a god over there?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the most rest- most over-wrestler I've ever seen anywhere in the world. He's like Hogan in India. That's so funny. More, more, like... Wow. Uh, maybe, like, Michael Jordan in his time. Wow. Or more like Michael,
1: yeah. This, this is interesting, me because I know you are originally... You were born in Canada, right? Yeah. But but your family... Where is your family from, Jinder? Uh,
6: India, same, uh, Okay. Same part as Calhoun, yeah. That's what yeah. I was... So,
1: so, are you a big deal when you go over there because of that?
6: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's no pro athletes that are Indian. Yeah, besides like Indian sports like in cricket. cricket, right? Yeah, but they don't uh, you know, ever
3: they don't have crossover go repeat. out of
6: India. Yeah, they, there's no crossover. There's no Americans. You know, there's no like. I mean, there, there are some basketball players now that play in the minors. There's there was some, uh, there was a guy that, uh, that played with Sacramento
1: stuff. last year, wasn't there? A guy, a uh, Simbular, yeah, right?
6: Sim, yeah, Simbular, but I don't think he actually played. I think. Uh, he, uh, he might be on the. Uh, well,
1: he was as big as the great Khalid. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was the largest human being I think I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. I didn't know how he could move yeah. his feet.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's another one that Dallas signed, too. His name is. Uh, oh, man. Shooter. Uh, yeah, right. I forget
1: his name. I'll, I'll come up with it. Uh, I'll come up with it.
6: Yeah, yeah. there's another one in Dallas. But he, is, is he big, is big, too? Like, it's like, Sa- oh, yeah, Satnam, like, Satnam Singh
1: Sing, yeah. Bamara?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satnam Singh. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Bumrah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satnam. How saying do you, I'm
3: saying, yeah. God, there's so many. T- I feel like America has a lot of tall people, but I feel like a lot of the like uber tall people <laughs> are from like Germany and India. It's true. And China. I don't know
6: about Ger- I don't know about Germany, but China and India just have such big population. You know, like yeah, true. And one in like a million people is a giant, and there's just and, and just there's just more a bi- and there's a billion people there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: He's so, Jinder Mahal. Is, is with us here on Jobbing Out. Uh, Ginger, I want to go back to something for a second with the three man band because I, I'm sure you know, like, how obsessed wrestling fans became with it. (laughs) I I think even after, like, in part because of what happened to you and what happened to Drew, like, people still just think of that as, like, a happy time. We were talking in our first segment today about the entertainment part of wrestling and, Mm -hmm. like, how much I personally love the entertainment part of wrestling. You're a wrestler. Like, how did you handle just being handed, hey, we need you to be an entertainer. Like, we still want you to wrestle, but we need you to be an entertainer. How difficult was that for you? How did you handle that?
6: Uh, you know what? It's actually not that difficult because uh, I just know how the wrestling business is. Whatever character you think you're going to be doing on TV or however you see, imagine yourself. Chances, 99%. A chances you're not going to be doing that. You are going to something totally different. Uh, but... I wasn't expecting to be in a band. Actually, I was kind of like, oh. I was kind of like, I don't know, I was almost going to say something like, I don't know if I can do this, hmm. but uh, I know I just made the best of it, trying to make it as entertaining as possible. Like, some of the stuff that he gave us to do was just so ridiculous, like, uh, so we're just like, yeah, whatever. We're going to be over the top with it. Like, um, I don't know if you guys remember the thing we did with Santino's Cobra and me and Kali did the snake charming. Yes, yes. that was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> do we remember? <laughs> you know, just something like that. Like, uh, we just got the direction that, hey, did want something to do with Santino's Cobra and you playing a flute. You guys can do it. You know, it was up to us to come up with it, So we're like, you know what? We had Santino, who's awesome, too. who's so creative. And, you know, I was thinking outside of the box and being entertaining. So, you know, we just all kind of collaborated and came up with something like that. But at, what, at first, I was kind of weirded out by it. Or not weirded out, just not comfortable doing it. But, you know, once we got the ball rolling, then, you know, everything. Anything was fair game. We,
1: are, are you surprised by how much wrestling fans uh, loved it and, like, really think so fondly of, of Three Man Band? Like, is a part of you that's like, really, dude? Like, I can't like, lie, yeah,
6: so. Yeah, it is kind of surprising, yeah. It kind of has, like, a cult-like following yeah. On it. Yeah. It's kind of weird, yeah.
3: Like, when, when, uh, I can't remember what show it was, but it so, Heath hadn't been on TV in a long time. Yeah. And so when he came out, his music was three man band, even though that, he was yeah. there by himself. Right. And I was marking out. I was like, oh, three man
0: band is back! <laughs> yeah.
3: And then it was just Heath. And I was like, oh, Heath's still good. Like, I, anytime you see Heath, that's not bad. But like, I was hoping that it was three man band. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of weird how, uh, like, considering the oh. lack of, storylines or what we were given, uh, the amount of, uh, you know, the f- love that the fans give us. Uh, like, even like a lot of times, I think it even surprised them, like the one time we were in England and they made us the Union Jacks, thinking that the crowd was going to boo us. or It, I, it was a I, ten I and know, a it, half. We,
3: it was like an accidental goldmine. Yes.
6: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like, we were in Gorilla. But no, I knew that fans were going to go crazy because we wrestle on the live events in England and, you know, we get like the best, you re- know, I mean, not the best reaction, but, you know, we get a good reaction every night. And I knew, but like, so we're in, we're wearing the Union Jack outfits and everything. And they, get, they play like some ridiculous music that I'm in Gorilla and I haven't heard anything, but I can see what's on the Titan Cause there's a monitor and I see, like it says Union Jacks on the screen and they play like some re- like, horrible music. Uh, and the crowd is just, You know, no reaction. And they're like, all right, guys, go. All of a sudden, as soon as we stepped out of the curtain, it was just—it was like, whoa. Like, you know, (laughs) it's crazy, yeah. (laughs) You understand what that led
1: to is that, like, every wrestling fan, I remember that night because we started texting each other about what you guys were going to do when you came to Baltimore.
3: Yeah. Like, we started. We thought that those, like, the new thing was going to be that, like, you guys are just going to keep changing. Like, like, regionalized to everywhere you went. yeah.
1: And we were yeah. we were marking out like we were just sitting there because you know how wrestling fans are even AJ who's a uh, professional football player we're uber nerds so all Stand. we do is fantasy book and so we're like sitting there just texting each other back and forth like what what can they do like who can they pretend to be when they come to Baltimore and how freaking awesome would that be
6: yeah and then we were nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. yeah that, that was another thing we wanted to keep doing the thing but like when it's when it's their idea. You know, they're, they're making you do it. But when they, all of a sudden you embrace it and, you know, they see you're enjoying it, maybe. <laughs> and, and they're like, "Oh, we got to do something else. on it. Yeah, the rib is over. Yeah, they're supposed to
3: be ribbing you and then all of a sudden, oh, well, that got yeah, the, way the too <laughs>
6: early. Yeah. Because yeah, I think it's just yeah. because that
1: we all like you guys. We had Drew on because um, uh, he was in town last Friday. Uh, doing a thing with Evolve and look obviously Drew's killing it right like he's the TNA yeah. heavyweight champion he's 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 killing it but like I think yeah. that part of it and I think it also speaks to um, the fascination with uh, Fandango yeah. a couple years ago I think the part of it is like we like you guys so much yeah. and to see I, you I take think
6: Fandango was in the car right when you guys called I, I actually live with him oh that's really funny <laughs> that's really funny Well, I think yeah. it speaks
1: I think it speaks to him too which is just like we see you guys be handed shit
6: and take yeah. it and make it gold or like the Damian Sandow, uh, Damian Sandow character, which, I, you know, dude, I mean, with the releases was kind of one of the most shocking ones, or the mo- one of the ones that people were most upset about. Jinder. yeah, same thing with him. Yeah, they gave him, uh, yeah, uh, they know, gave him nothing. shit, and he turned, and he turned it, he into it into gold. gold.
1: Correct, it's yes, exactly. exactly what he did. Now we need to talk about that for a second, oh, God. because your boy AJ I-
0: Francis, I'm just,
3: this is just how I feel. Okay, I, I never once said that I didn't think Damian Sandow was good.
0: Yeah. I just yeah.
3: said that his best moments was when he was with the Miz and when he was with yeah. Cody Rhodes. His best moments were when he did anything. They
1: gave him shit <laughs> and, and then he made it work every time.
3: And then when he did the whole his actually his honestly his best moment by himself was when after he left the Miz and he was just or no, was it before? He was
1: doing the dress-up gimmick, too. Yeah. What
3: was, was, was the dress-up gimmick before after The Miz? I always forget. It was before The Miz. Uh, wait, oh, no, that was after no, The no, Miz. No, when no. he was when doing he was into the, Macho it was, Man. It
6: was before, and then it evolved into uh, The Miz. Uh, oh, okay.
3: okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, yeah, so that was, at that moment, actually, was Damien Sandow's peak to me. Even though, afterwards, he still, like, as the, as the stunt double, it was still really funny. So good. When he came out yeah. as LeBron James and Abraham Lincoln and and yeah. Magneto, and... Right, did he right, yeah, get all of them. I remember
1: like, exactly what you're talking like,
3: about. Like, it was fantastic. I'm pretty sure he did Mark Henry one time.
1: That sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> like, but I think that's it, what we're speaking to, and what we're saying, I think what we like so much about Three Man Band was that, like, we know what you're going through. I think there's some level of, like, an understanding between a fan and performer where, like, dude, we know that there's no reason why the Three Man Band should work. Like, we know it just comes off as a totally hack gimmick.
3: Especially, like, you were, like, like, what... I can't even
1: put yeah, it into words. Yeah, me to be in it. Yeah, right, like, yeah someone of Indian descent, right, yeah. being thrown into a rock and then, and like, roll all of a sudden band. your yeah. turban's, like, black and leather. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> but yet we respect so much. And I think it makes me. Mean, it means so much more to us that you care enough about your job and that we pay for tickets and that we're watching on Monday nights that you say, you know what, I don't care that I'm giving shit. I'm going to walk out and do it. And, and I want to make it great. Right.
6: And I think... Yeah, you almost have to. <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> go out and have a shitty segment, regardless of what you're giving, like... Uh, uh, you know i don't know i can't do it it's kind of weird uh yeah it's, it's i don't know it's it's one of those things where you wish you had something better but you don't and it's, hey you know what you're on tv in front of millions of people make it work and, and yeah x amount of countries you know every year tra- traveling all over the world making x amount of dollars you know you have no choice but to make it work yeah and i think that's, that's kind of reason- like almost your job like you got to be uh adaptable I think that I think now, especially with the Performance Center, I think that now they kind of maybe train guys to do, you know, do stuff out of the box, maybe at the Performance Center, maybe promo code. I know Dusty Rhodes used to like, just make people do stuff that's out of the box. But have
1: you sensed in your post-WWE career that there's more appreciation for you because of that? Like that, that? That has made fans feel like a more special connection to you because they know what you had to put up with and what you went out there and did every week.
6: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it kind of makes it like almost like an underdog. Yeah, you know, like people can relate to it, like having to go to work every day and you know do something you don't want to do. Your boss is making you do something. You know, I think it's kind of relatable. I'm
1: with you. I'm completely with you. That's absolutely right. He's Ginger Mahal. He's with us here on Jobbing Out. Um, So I want to go back to a second when you hear that the WWE releases Damian Sandow, who you know everybody loves except for some reason for AJ, but everybody everybody loves (laughs) the dude. You know how hard of a worker he is. You know what he put in week in and week out. Do you have the sense of, like, Jesus, I can't believe they screwed that up? Or is your sense more like, no, that makes sense. Like, I I know the types of dudes they let go, and they don't just get. And I'm I'm not surprised at all that they they, they didn't see it in Damien.
6: Uh, yeah, I can't say I'm surprised just because they weren't doing anything with him. Like, I, I can see the writing in the wall just because it happened to me. You know, when they're not doing nothing with you, there's... Uh, you know they don't want to be paying you <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or if they don't have plans to do anything with you you know it, it, wrestling's not a job that you know you it's like, it's kind of like football you know you're not you know you're not going to be there for twenty five years and you know retire with you know get the gold watch or whatever get
0: mm-hmm.
6: get the jacket you know it's just one of those things that you're there you know a couple of years you know maybe ten maybe five maybe one you never know you know you're just kind of you know you're blessed to be there to begin with and you know you just whatever you're given however long it is you got to make the best of it so I mean, sooner or later, everybody gets released, right? You know, and maybe like one out of every hundred guys might yeah. go out on. You know, I can't say maybe one out of every ten guys. You know, no, I think like, you were closer. I think you were closer yeah. to one out of a hundred. <laughs> one out of a hundred. You know, has one of those careers where you know they can call it on their terms. But other than that, you know, sooner or later, everybody gets released. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I
1: hear you. I I'm
0: hear you right. All. Yeah.
1: yeah, right. I completely get it. Is yeah. is the development process better for guys now? Like, are are, are they in a better place with NXT and with? The performance center in Florida. Is it is it better for performers that come in now to be prepared for everything they're going to deal with?
6: Yeah, I would say so because NXT now is not really seen like a developmental brand; it's seen as a separate brand. So it already has so much exposure, like with a network, and it already has this kind of cult following and hardcore fans. So when people when wrestlers debut on WWE television, they're already over, like Enzo Amori mm-hmm. and Big Cass and. Uh, villains, yeah. uh, Baron Corbin, all these guys, right when they debuted, they already knew who they were, uh, which I think is a lot different. Back when I was in FCW, it was kind of, it was like on AM radio, like nobody had <laughs> seen it, you know, maybe a couple people watched it on YouTube, right. but so when you come up, you have to already establish yourself, you know, you got to do vignettes and everything, so it's completely different now, where I think uh, people coming in from NXT already have the advantages, like people already know who they are, they already know their characters, they're already emotionally invested. So they kind of already fast-tracked.
3: And you you guys were talking about uh, over-the-top gimmicks that people get stuck with. I never – when I first saw the Ball Villains two years ago, I would have never been like, oh, right. yeah, that's work. definitely going to work on Raw. Yeah. Like I thought that they were good performers, but I thought it was going to be one of those things where they make them change their gimmick or change whatever they're doing. And yeah. because of NXT, they were able to – develop those outrageous characters to the point that you can be taken seriously on Raw because you have an entire um, background that people, that you can build from. Like, even though some people saw it on NXT, not everybody watches NXT. So the yeah. people that don't watch NXT, when they came up, like, they can recapture those fans just like they did the fans in NXT when they were first building. And I, it's a great formula. I I do wish that they started it earlier.
6: Yeah, 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 I do too. <laughs> the, also, the thing is, like, even if everybody doesn't know, like, if you're sitting in a crowd and someone comes out, if you don't know who they are and, every like, you know, everybody else is going crazy, chances are you're going to go crazy too.
3: Yeah. You know, if
6: if other people are perceiving them as big stars, chances are you're going to perceive them as a, as a big star. Like You know, point. like, have you ever been, like, a... Out somewhere at a restaurant or something, and you see someone who you don't know who they are, but everybody's going crazy for them. Yeah, and dude. You, ask, you know someone? Oh, who's so and so? Oh, he's so and so. Then you are like, oh, you know, I can't believe I am sitting next to this guy. You know, you quickly Google on your phone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, I,
6: I think it's kind of something like that too, where you know, part of the crowd is obviously the hardcore fans that they know and they go crazy. So you know, the kids who may not have the network or something, you know they they give the same reaction.
1: Have you ever ended up taking a picture with someone that everybody else is taking a picture with because you thought they were famous? Figured you figure out who it was later, and then found out no, that person wasn't famous at all. That was just some random guy that everyone Jordan. thought. Like, yeah, I, that happened to me yeah. once at the Kentucky Derby because I'm an idiot. So I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I totally get it. We, we, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, Jinder, give me an idea. What's you know what's going on now with you? Like, what what are what's coming up? Uh, what's on the horizon? And uh, what can we plug for you, man? Uh,
6: I'm gonna be going to China with. IGF this summer. IGF is the Japanese promotion. I know Key Genome. I uh, went to Japan with him a couple times, but I think maybe they're branching out into China now. Uh, we're going to be going back to, I'm going to be going back to India. I'm going to be going to South Africa, returning back to South Africa wow. at the end of the summer. Uh, other than that, just wrestling uh, all over the states and Canada. You uh, could plug my social media. My yep. Twitter is at Jinder Mahal, Even though I'm, I'm like the worst guy on social media, I never tweet or never do <laughs> anything. It's always
1: tough when you're getting ready for an interview because I always try to go to somebody's social media to find out what's coming up recently. And I was about to plug yeah, your appearance I'm in the... Staten Island that happened last weekend. So yeah, <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm no, the worst. I didn't and
0: I, do and that.
6: I never, yeah, I just kind of retweet or if they tell if they ask me to do it, I'll do it. But I got that's one of the things that I got to get better at.
3: One question I I wanted to ask you before you before we let you go was. I always wonder, um, like obviously, even though it works and New Day is the greatest thing ever in the history of wrestling, they were put together because they were three black guys that didn't the, the company didn't know what to do with. Um, same reason, Titus O'Neil and Darren Young mm-hmm. became a tag team. Um, I want to know: Were you? Was it your idea to come out as like this Hindu leader or like prince, or was that forced on you because of who you are?
6: Uh, I mean, I was doing a character similar in FCW, but it was, uh... Was that original character
3: your idea, or was that theirs as well?
6: Um, I guess it was kind of theirs, with with the pairing with Kali and that Mm storyline. No, it was theirs. No, no, it it was theirs.
1: Did it ever make you uncomfortable? Like, this is interesting to me, because a, a lot of guys when the New Day first started were like, dude, that is flat out racist, but yet, as it turns out, like, it's the most beloved thing Ever right like that that, yeah. that no matter what your skin color is you love the new day. mean right? AJ's a black guy. I'm a white guy. We both love the new day desperately. Like, were you ever at all uncomfortable with with that direction? Did you ever say to yourself
6: like, dude, I I don't know, man? Like, no, no, not at all. Because actually, I mean, I was kind of happy because well, the reason why they rushed to bring me up real quick was uh, because the Indian market is their number one TV market. In the world, yeah, so more than USA, more than anywhere. The ten sports deal, more people watch it, and it's. Uh, I be- I believe it might even be for the most amount of money. So obviously, I know that they want a character, you know, Indian character. So I didn't. I know I wasn't racist or nothing. I don't think I did anything, really. That was uh, no, I, not I not, not I was
3: not you being racist. Yeah, it right. was like right. the fact that they thought oh. that that was what you needed to do right
6: oh no no i knew that's what i needed to do (laughs) i I mean i I I, I don't i've been been watching wrestling my whole life i know what wrestling characters are like (laughs) that is true true. japanese wrestlers are japanese wrestlers indian wrestlers are indian wrestlers well and there's
1: some part of it where like we have to be willing to accept it is entertainment right like it's like when you go to a movie you don't look at every part of a movie and say we think that that you know like you can't treat it as real life it's just not what it is
6: yeah, I, th- I think that's the evolution of wrestling. Like, it just evolved now, like with, for example, I'll give you, like, uh, Nakamura is in WWE right now, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if 10 years ago Nakamura would have been signed, he would have been doing the Japanese gimmick.
4: It's true. Absolutely. I mean, it been, right? And it would have so
6: been, it kinda, yeah, yeah. Like Kenzo Suzuki, right? Yep. It's exactly
1: what it would have been. That's a great
6: point. So, it's just an uh, evolution of wrestling. I think that that kind of uh, booking is now done. Yeah, see, I was like the last of, the, of that kind. But actually not really. Like Mexican wrestlers come but luchadors. I mean it still happens but I think it's changing now. Interesting. Yeah. You can see like some Mexican wrestlers come and they're not gonna be traditional Mexican wrestlers. They, they can are, just be wrestlers. Be Mexican. Yeah, that sure. was one of my favorite
3: things I loved about Alberto Del Rio is that he was from Mexico and he was Mexico's yeah. greatest export, but he wasn't a luchador and he wasn't like Yeah,
1: he
6: just wrestled. He was just right. a great wrestler yeah. that happened to be from yeah. Mexico. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's one of the evolutions of wrestling business that I think is taking place right now. Uh, uh, you know, like, it's Shinsuke Nakamura is, like, uh, you know, prime example, where he's not, they didn't give him the Kendo Suzuki, or even, like, his music is not Japanese. I mean, I think it might start off with, like, a Japanese It does, song it
1: has, and like, that, something. yeah.
3: But it's a rock and roll, I mean, it's like right. a yeah, pop rock right,
6: song. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, when, when I heard my music the first time, it was, like, it's not even what Indian people listen to, but it was, like, stereotypical, what, like, Americans think <laughs> right. Indian people yeah. listen to. Right. So, right. I mean, I think, I don't think that's gonna happen too often anymore wwe now that you know it's just changing
1: he is jinder mahal dude uh, this is really a lot of fun man yeah for sure really enjoy doing this we'd love to catch up with you again down the road as as you're traveling the world and uh and like aj said just uh it, it, be listening for a phone call in tampa pretty soon just yeah. just be prepared for that. <laughs> no problem
6: man anytime
1: seriously jinder thanks so much for doing this man we really appreciate it
6: yeah no problem thank you guys
1: yeah very cool stuff with jinder mahal great he's guy. awesome great guy that's really, really cool, man. Really cool. And, and he was open. Like, I appreciate that. He was talking. I was really worried at first that he was, like, down on 3MB in general. I was like, you don't ever want to find yeah. that out. You don't, you don't ever want to know that. Like, if, if Jinder Mahal didn't like 3MB. Then none of us should. Correct. <laughs> exactly right. And it was just, it would make you so upset because you loved it so damn much. I uh, appreciate him doing that. Throw him, uh, some love this week on Twitter. I always appreciate it when somebody says to a wrestler, Hey, I enjoyed hearing you on jobbing out. Like, that's a cool thing. Like, just, just, yeah. you know, nice thing to say to them. You got good like,
3: fans, man. Make sure you, uh, yeah. don't,
1: don't become pieces of shit. Right? <laughs> like what? Like me? Is that? It's it's weird how you're just staring at me don't, in that process. Don't become my like clan. Shut up, dick. You wanna do a top five? Yeah, I, I, I think a top five would be good. Let's do a top five. Usu- that's usually how we end the show. So, um <laughs> I think Aaron and I did a list like this once before, but it wasn't exactly the same. And, and he's not here, so fuck him. Yeah, fuck Aaron. <laughs> um, So this week, in honor of uh, those that are no longer with us, I I mean, just the guys and girls that were released, not not really no longer with us yet, in honor of them, give me your top five folks that were once with WWE, that are no longer with WWE, that you'd like to see have an opportunity to return to WWE, all right? So we're there, gone, would like to see them back again, whatever the circumstances were. Mm -hmm. Good? Got it? I'll... Oh, no, you start. Son of a bitch, you have to start because you're the main. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> number five, it's very simple. Um, I had to put him on my list because he was such a big star. But I also wouldn't be mad if he never came back. So I felt five was a good spot for him with CM Punk.
1: Yeah, okay. He's a little bit higher on my list, but not much higher on my list. In be- fact, you know what? This will work out. I'm just going to flip-flop, and I'll make him my number four. All right, cool. And I can go ahead and knock out what my number five is because my number five is Sandow. Oh, like, uh, I mean, yeah. So, you know, you get it. Yeah, I get it. Like, look, dude. How, how red was AJ's face, by the way, when gender was going on about no. how great Damien Sandow no, was? No, 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 no. He was Dude, just talking AJ about, he was said so exactly, no,
3: he said exactly what you said, which is, he was given shit and he made gold. I never denied that. I'm just saying outside of that, he didn't really bring anything else oh, to the table.
1: You're such, you're such an ass. I hate you so much. Have uh, I ever
3: once said Damien Sandow didn't turn shit into gold? I don't know. I don't remember what we said in the no, first I've segment. Never. I was so upset that I couldn't
1: even <laughs> I've I couldn't never function. Said you bothered me so greatly with what you are saying about Damian Sandow. Look, I don't know. I, I would like to see Damian Sandow return, but I'd like to see him return. Um, you know, get, give him a little ways. You know, let him go somewhere else. He's going to succeed because he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever he does, he's going to do well. He's an entertainer. It's going to work. And I would love to see a scenario in which he was able to come back and be given a role. That hazard. As a manager, not, not even as a wrestler. I don't need that. I, I like him being part of my entertainment card. I just like that a lot. Come I back
3: like, as a, uh, like a Bobby Heenan. Yes. Oh, that's a perfect and, role and for him. And run a whole crew of guys. No freaking doubt, man. I understand man. why we don't do that. They don't do that in wrestling anymore. It's, it is is one of the more befuddling things. Like Bray Wyatt is basically that, but he's also well, he's the, the best least, wrestler. Right, correct. Well, I guess Luke Harper's technically the best wrestler in that group. But he's... He's the guy wrestler. given the opportunities, yeah, yeah.
1: right? Like, he gets all the big spots. Yeah. Um, no, I, it's something that wrestling could use more of, frankly. It's just guys that can entertain, that can play their role, they can take. That's the cool thing about a manager is the manager's there to take the crazy bumps. You know what I mean? And protect yeah. the, the guys that you, the guys that you want to protect, the manager protects them. That's the concept. How many
3: times have we seen Xavier Woods go through a table?
1: Correct. <laughs> Correct. Now I get it. He's also a wrestler. And that's the cool thing about, a manager being capable of being a wrestler, right, mm-hmm. is that you can do more with that person. You can put them in matches if if need be. If there's a scenario where it makes sense, how effing great were J&J? J, God damn it, I need J&J J back in my life so much. They don't count on this list because I think they're still technically part of the WWE. Yeah. But if they did, they would be number one and number two. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, God, I need them back in my life so far. Number bad. one, J. Number right. two, J. J. Exactly right. <laughs> Dude, it's the best. Look, Paul Heyman's our favorite thing about wrestling. Well, I mean, not, Paul you know, Heyman's great, but one of the reasons
3: that makes Paul Heyman so great is he's with Brock. I understand. From... No, I, but like Paul Heyman was still good when
1: he was with. that. And if Paul Heyman was given somebody else right now, yeah. it would be, th- he would do work wonders with yeah. them. Because it's a role. It's entertainment. You want to be entertained and he can do it. And... You can beat him up, like you yeah. can be your rag doll when you need to make somebody else look good. You can have them physically impose their will on a guy like that. Yeah. And Damian Sandow would be great in that role. So he's my number five, and then CM Punk's my number four. And look, I, everybody loves CM Punk as a performer. As a performer, he's great. As a person, I think we all know he's kind of annoying. There was a really funny meme going around today. Have you seen it yet? No. Okay. So you've heard that uh, they're selling UFC. And oh, not, yeah, 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 for $4 billion. Yeah, for $4 billion. There's this meme going around where like it's CM Punk in a ring, like, and all he says is, uh, oh, wow, UFC's being sold, and the next picture is Vince McMahon with a smile on his face.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't think Vince has $4 No, billion. Vince doesn't,
1: doesn't have $4 billion to buy well, the he UFC. Could on, he could be in on Like on the group, ooh. right? Like he calls the businessmen in China, and he's like, guys, <laughs> I just wanted to see if you were looking for an investor. I don't know if you know
3: this, but I am also a billionaire. <laughs> right? I'm, part of,
1: I'm one of you. I'm part of your club. So, yeah, CM Punk's my number four.
3: My number four, the guy that got released that I actually was upset that was released, not Damien Sandow, was Wade Barrett. And, well, it's, and it's not... Right. It's different circumstances. He didn't circumstances. Really get released. Technically he did. But yeah. it's it's different circumstances completely. But I've always loved Wade Barrett. Nexus, um, Bad News Barrett, King Barrett. King Barrett was kind of annoying at some times, but it was still... He does do good. anything with it, and he can he can work. Like that's one big difference between for me between him and Damian Sandow.
1: I, I am not trying to convince you that I think Damian Sandow is a great wrestler. No, I'm not.
3: No, he's not terrible. He's just not. Right. He, they're just in different leagues. Right. And I hope that one day, I'm, I'm sure Wade Barrett's going to go back to England, which is one of the most flourishing indie wrestling Absolutely. markets that there is. When I say indie, I mean, it's not really indie over right, here, but, but it, it's not WWE, correct, so it's indie. Correct. And so he's going to be the biggest star in England. He's going to travel in Japan. He's going to make a lot of money in Japan. Yep. He's going to do a lot of different things. He's going to travel less. He's going to see his family more. Ray It's awesome. But when he comes back, hopefully he does come back, he, he'll be just as big, if not bigger.
1: I, dude, the guy is awesome. Yeah, Nobody, is. he is. Everything he's been given, he's, he's ran with it. Um,. Like many, like so many, the argument is that he hasn't given enough. Yeah. And I know that part of that is injuries have happened at the worst time yeah. for him. You know what I mean? I mean?
3: He, he literally got hurt when he was supposed to win Money in the Bank. Correct. That sucks.
1: That's awful. Like, it's awful. That sucks. You hate that for the guy. But, um. Was that the Money in the Bank that, uh, Sandow won? I don't think so. Mm, Let me double check on that. Maybe. Trying to talk shit about Damien Sandow. Maybe. Why don't we bring on six other of your friends <laughs> that will all tell you how great Damien Sandow is, by the way? Yeah. Why we keep doing that, okay. What my, number, say? my number three, my number three, um, was one of my favorite female performers because, um, I'm
3: surprised I didn't have any women on my list, but continue.
1: She had the body, um, of, of a hoss and uh, yet was just the hottest chick on the. Caitlin was awesome. Yes, she was. Caitlin was incredible. Yeah. Um there's a picture of her floating around. I don't know why she's wearing I think she showed up maybe at an MCW event and she's wearing like a Ray Lewis uniform. And it's like every Ravens fan, I think, on the face of the planet has beat off to it at least once <laughs> in their life. Um Caitlin was great, it was really, really great, but it was at a time where women's wrestling was just it just not good. Yeah. I mean it just was a really bad time frame for women's wrestling. It was before the Bellas took it seriously and like really tried to become wrestlers. It was when Kelly Kelly was like the face of the division. Um, You know, Beth Phoenix was very good. They they did their best with Beth Phoenix. But it was not a good time for women's wrestling. If she was part of an era five years later, I think we have so much more affinity for Caitlyn. And I think that I'm, like, bummed that she didn't get an opportunity to be a part of that. And so I'd love to see her come back for – and she got burnt out in the business, I know. So it's not – it's just not happening. But if she could – come back, and it would have to be quickly, you know what I mean, so that she could still capitalize on her skills and the women's wrestling division right now. That, to me, would be awesome. Caitlyn is a 10, and she's
3: great. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. My number three, I think the the booking itself could be, it, it would have been uh, the uh, world uh, Guinness Book World Record Breaker if they would have did it the first time. Now it would have been an even bigger match because the other guy in the match is better than the first guy they were going to use. And my number three is Rey Mysterio. Oh, okay. I would love for Rey Mysterio Mm -hmm. to come back and work an angle that would make a lot of sense with Kalisto. I think that would make a lot of sense. And I think, remember they were talking about Rey Mysterio versus Sin Cara, and they're going to give everybody masks, and right, break a Guinness right. World World Record at WrestleMania. I think you could do that with Rey Mysterio and Kalisto and break the same record. I think you would do well with that. I you mean, know, I, Kalisto I think, is a better wrestler than Sin Cara. Kalisto is a better performer than Sin Cara. Yeah. Either Sin Cara. you were correct. That's a fact. <laughs> That's
1: a fact. Um, look, I actually honestly thought that was your number one, so now I'm a little confused as to who your number one is. Hmm. Hmm. You messed up, bro. I do have another idea of who it might be, okay. of who it might be. But anyway, uh, yeah, dude, I'm I'm not in argument with it. Rey I know Mysterio,
3: it, when I was a kid, my three favorite wrestlers
1: were The
3: Rock, Bret Hart, and Rey Mysterio.
1: Well, every kid on the planet loved Rey Mysterio because he was awesome. Booyaka, right. He was in your face. He was colorful. When he was When Kevin a high Nash flyer. threw him into the trailer, I was like, Kevin Nash, you piece <laughs> of shit! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was the ultimate underdog yeah, on top of everything else. Like, he was so easy yeah, to win yeah, for. Yeah, stole his gimmick. I guess that's a good point. <laughs> I, like, he kind of just slid into being <laughs> Mr. Underdog. Um, he's 41 at this point. Is the only issue with Randy Mysterio. Yeah, but,
3: but he's but, also a Hall of Famer. Oh, no, dude, nobody's debating that. No, but what I'm saying is... Even if if you, oh, you're I'm saying, saying you, come bring him back you would, for that okay, match, right? Not, you would let him try it out yeah, there just yeah, for the, yeah. okay?
1: Yeah, 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 I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And by the way, I bet he could still do it five years from now. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I'm opposed to six or fifty-year-olds wrestling, but I think at forty-six or whatever it is, my number one's about that old. Um, I think I would still give him the opportunity to come out and do that one more time at yeah. that stage. All right, uh, my number two is EC3, because mm-hmm. um, he's EC3. I mean, he's great. EC3 is wrestling. Like, that's what you want in a in a wrestling performer. He just brilliantly performed as a heel. The The role is Dixie Carter's, you know, uh, was it nephew? Um, brilliantly did that hand, and then was flipped to a face and handled it perfectly. EC3 has proven that he was as talented as anyone else from this group that came up through FCW yep. and on into NXT. And how they missed him, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how it ever happened with the WWE and EC3. As I said in the first or in the second segment, I hope that this relationship between WWE and Evolve could open the door for EC3 to have an opportunity to get back in the WWE. I think he deserves an AJ Styles type of chance. I know he's AJ Styles has had a more significant career.
3: I'm going to say this. Yeah, I much rather prefer EC3 get the AJ Styles run than AJ Styles. Get it. That's right. That's I. And it's not because AJ Styles is not great. He's no. Great. No. It's just EC3. It will be here. Could be here 10 years. That's from now. the point.
1: That's that's exactly like you feel as though he could be a main eventer in the WWE for a long time. Whereas AJ Styles, you know, it's sort of a quick hit. Like it's a nostalgia type of thing. He's performed for a long time across the world. Let's cash in on it right now. And we get it. Like we're just cashing in on it when we can. EC3 could be a guy that could have a Hall of Fame run in him Correct in the WWE if he got the opportunity. He's that versatile of a performer. He's capable of doing all of it on the mic, in the ring. He's perfect. Imagine
3: EC3 versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. It would be unbelievable. You talk about a five-star match. Yes.
1: Dude, I'm all in on (laughs) EC3. He's my number two.
3: I don't know why I lied earlier and said that there wasn't a woman on my list. Why? Because I'm a massive idiot. (laughs) Okay. Uh, my number two is AJ Lee.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, sure.
3: I mean, Lost she, in the CM I don't shuffle. care what no one says. AJ Lee started the Divas Revolution, and she started it because she was the first woman in a ver- since China that had a role on television that was capable of being in the main event, and no one would say a damn thing okay. about it.
1: Okay, I hear it,
3: and because of that. I think that moment when she's standing on the top rope mm-hmm. over top CM Punk and Daniel Bryan's bodies and she's the last sight on Raw, I think at that very moment Vince caught the idea that we could have women way right. higher yeah, than they, we did right now.
1: Yeah, they don't they don't need to just be, you know, the, the popcorn matches. Um, and gonna, then she went on to be the GM of Raw. Right. I mean, she, is, she was huge. Well, she was the breakthrough performer of the year. for. I mean, she was carrying Raw. For a while. For a while. <laughs> and and did a tremendous job. Now, you do get a little bit of the like there's the story of her kind of going after Michelle Beadle backstage. There's some there's some stuff yeah, that's but a little unsavory. They real beat
3: the shit out of a janitor or something.
1: Well, there is that. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I do vaguely remember what you're talking about. And the WWE had to settle, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Then
3: he's back like 8 months later. That is true. That is true. <laughs> All right. I
1: think you've uh, squashed that argument entirely. I got no problem. I got no problem with AJ Lee returning. Um, my number one, if you know anything about me, I mean, you know what my number one is. Uh, if Kurt Angle were to come back, it would uh, I would be naked for a year. <laughs> I mean, I just—he's great, Kurt Angle. I, I I can't explain enough, and I think I've talked about it when I Kurt I,
3: Angle is involved in one of the most underrated matches in the history of WrestleMania. Which one? Him, Ray Mysterio, Randy Orton. Sean that was right.
1: That was a really, really great match. It was a really great match. What uh, you know, I, we talk about my love for the entertainment part of wrestling, and the moment that really got me back as a wrestling fan. I went through something like you did, where I, I liked it as a kid, disappeared from wrestling. Now I was a little bit quicker back. Like I came back in high school.
3: I stopped watching in high school. That's what. And then came back. And in then co- came right. back in college. Right.
1: I stopped watching before that. I started to stop watching around the time I was like eleven. And I came back in high school. And one of the reasons I came back was because of the milk truck. (laughs) Kurt Angle driving the goddamn milk truck down to the ring and spraying everyone down with milk was everything. Gold. It's the type of moment that they try to recreate now, and it just doesn't have the same thing. Dean Ambrose spraying ketchup and mustard. I love Dean Ambrose. It does not have it. It's not intrinsic. Like, there's something intrinsic about Kurt Angle being the anti-Stone Cold Steve Austin because he's like Mr. America, Mr. Fall in Line, Mr. Do Things the Right Way, and spraying everyone down with milk is Did, everything.
3: Rock, would you like to go get some strudel? <laughs> Listen, The Rock loves pie, all types of pie, big pie, little pie, brown pie, chocolate pie, vanilla pie. But The Rock absolutely does not love Strudel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's one of
3: the greatest moments in the history it is, of wrestling. Everything that is, promo with, him, with The Rock and Kurt Angle was one of the greatest even, backstage even segments Kurt, in the history of wrestling. Kurt Angle
1: winning a rap battle against John Cena. <laughs> not just winning,
4: destroying.
1: Absolutely. John. One of the first episodes of Jobbing Out, we had Kurt Angle on, and like I could not stop talking to him about that moment. It was one of the most important moments of my life. I'm Kurt Angle, and what the heck, I won a gold medal with a broken frickin' neck. <laughs> yeah. He owned John Cena like the way that Flow Rider got owned. Yeah, yeah. Bow Rider, what's up? Yeah, Bow Rider, no doubt about that. Um, look, I get it. I get where we're at with Kurt Angle. I know that he's starting. He's approaching fifty. I know that he's been through. I don't give a shit. A lot of shit. I want to
3: see Angle Lesnar. Too. Yes,
1: that's the one. That's the one you want. the The botchamania. You want the opportunity to just have. But those. here's the thing:
3: that, I hate when people call it botchamania because it was just one botch. I know it's. It was literally one, and even I... then, it wasn't that bad. He just happened to break his neck. <laughs> that is a pretty significant. No, I mean, but like the move itself, he right. like still like almost right. hit him, and then they right. could play it off after that. But he, I mean, he just broke his neck. Well, I want,
1: it. I want it, I want it. That's all I
3: want. I want one moment. Dog, could angle. you imagine Lesnar Angle, and then this time Lesnar actually hits it? <sighs> oh my god! Because oh, you know he can still God. do it.
1: Oh, I have no doubt. And just no make doubt. him just make right. him
3: not go as far out. Right,
1: correct. Bring him correct. Yeah, absolutely. So that you can just, yeah. Absolutely. Dude, I, I I just need one moment. I need one It has been tough with Kurt Angle to be an obsessed Kurt Angle fan the way mm-hmm. that I am. Everything that he's been through, the drug issues, the arrest, the you know, the personal stuff, it's been tough. I would just like one moment where we can celebrate Kurt Angle as a performer, as a wrestler. Then you do the Hall of Fame thing with him, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you make sure it's very clear. Dude, this is not a five-year run. This is not a two-year run. We
3: want you to this lose to Brock Lesnar, and correct. then we want you to then, go in the Hall of Fame. Then you get to come back. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like You might
1: even get to show up throughout the year,
3: but you ain't wrestling. Like You're doing one match. How awesome would it be if you came out of the Rumble?
1: Oh, my God. I would lose my shit.
3: My hope was that my number one is somebody that will come out of the Rumble soon. All right. I want him to come back right at the Rumble. All right. Go ahead. Because I think it would absolutely make the place go ape shit. My number one is Jeff Hardy. Oh. If Jeff Hardy comes back.
1: Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it would be. Yeah, absolutely. It would be
1: absolutely. everything. Would be the
3: Imagine a Jeff Hardy, Seth Rollins feud. How's
1: he, how's he doing, by the way, Jeff Hardy? I don't really know. Uh, he had an injury thing going on. I don't remember what his Imagine was a
3: Jeff Hardy, Seth Rollins feud. Imagine a oh, Jeff beat. Hardy, Dean Ambrose feud. Imagine a Jeff Hardy, Roman Reigns feud. Imagine a Jeff Hardy, Brock Lesnar feud.
1: He is... It's a. It was a serious injury. It was going to cause him to miss most of the year. Uh, Mr. Z- knee injury. Knee injury. But, yeah. I mean, how old is Jeff Hardy now? What does he think he is? Forty? I would say forty-five. You think he's really forty-five? Yeah. God, it's so sad to see. How, like, it remember, makes you... he
3: was in one of the early Raws with in yeah, neon pants.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? We're way off. He's only thirty-eight. Oh, then he has plenty of spring in those legs. Yeah. Right. He's only thirty-eight. Yeah. Give him time. Work their way back from a knee injury. I talked to uh, Matt about this like two years ago, and when I talked to him, he was convinced that they were going to do one more, that they were going to do one more run, that it wasn't... Now, who
3: thought the Dudley boys were coming back? Um, well, I didn't. Exactly. I mean, remember, we had
1: a uh, bubble <laughs> on like the, the week before, and he didn't say a word. Um, I, I At the time I talked to Matt, because he was doing monthly with MCW for yeah. a little while, he had said, I think we're going to... He gonna... was MCW champ, wasn't he? He was MCW champ. I mean, he just was taking the paychecks. He's yeah. like, dude, I like Dan. I'm going to go over there and work for him. Um, he was convinced that they had one more one more, get back together, go through a whole run one more time. Could you imagine
3: if the New Day lost the world tag team titles to the Hardy Boys at SummerSlam?
1: A place would go... <laughs> I mean, like, I guess the first question is, how does it get set up? Right, because that's that's the biggest part about it, right? Like, how do you introduce it? Could you imagine if that when Edge and Christian came out, it was like, to introduce the? Could Hardy you boys? even imagine? Oh my god! Like, I would have just lost every ounce of. I'll just I'll do it. I would have like just spooge <laughs> a, a week's worth, a week's worth of spooge would have just come out right then. I don't care, man. It would have been the greatest moment. It would been fantastic in the history of professional wrestling, dude. I mean, who doesn't love the Hardy Boys? You know what I mean? Like, who doesn't love Jeff? Who doesn't? And I Jeff just need one better... more sixty-foot swan dive right. bomb. And Jeff was always the better performer, and he was always the more like insane. He was
3: also and... he was also like world heavyweight champ. Correct,
1: correct. <laughs> I agree. It, you you kind of need that. You kind of need one more. I
3: one just more. need one more forty-foot swan time. I'm not asking for a lot.
1: Would you want them to do another TLC match? If you give me, yeah, the Hardy
3: Boys uh-huh. versus the New Day uh-huh. versus Sin and Kalisto or the Usos yeah, or whoever yeah, or Enzo and Cass or whoever right. the fuck else you are, I don't care. You give me yeah. three
1: teams. Yeah. Yes. Say, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm probably with you. <laughs> I'm probably with you on that. All right. There you go. That's our top five for the week. Uh, all right. Thanks to um, well, no thanks to Aaron. Fuck Aaron. Yeah, fuck Aaron. But follow him on Twitter anyway, at the A-Oster, and he's got plenty of stuff at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. We dropped more F bombs this week, but most of them were related to Aaron, so I think yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah, fuck Aaron. Uh, next week is our uh, elimination, or our uh, Extreme Rules preview uh, show. We got to think about a stipulation for our picks for next week. If you have ideas for a stipulation for our picks, tweet us at JobbingOutShow or email us at JobbingOutShow at gmail.com. We will make our picks. Last. At time, obviously, it was Aaron who lost and got stink-faced. Idiot! It was really funny. I sent Aaron the video. So I, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. I edit the show. Then I send it to Aaron for Aaron to post it. All right? So when I sent Aaron the show, I also sent him the video of him getting stink-faced and said, you can go ahead and toss that up because I have no access. You and I have no access to the Twitter account, the mm-hmm. jobbing out Twitter account. Only Aaron has access to it. I said, you can go ahead and toss it up on the Jobbing Out Twitter account when we post the show. And, like, two days later, I realized he never bothered to post that video. Yeah, because he's an asshole. So I had to go ahead and post it on my account, and I was waiting for him to retweet it from the Jobbing Out account. Never happened. And that never happened either. I mean, in, Oddly all, fairness, enough, in all fairness, if I was stink face, I would I mean, face. I get it, right. <laughs> it's a little. But I still feel for the good of the show. I didn't say he should send it out from his account. I didn't say the A-Oster should send it out, but the Jobbing Out Show account, I would have thought maybe, perhaps, perhaps would have at least retweeted it when I tweeted it out. I just thought that would have been the, the case. But if you got an idea for us for a stipulation for next week's picks, go ahead and uh, email that to us, jobbingoutshow at com, or tweet us at Jobbing Out Show. AJ's on Twitter, at AJFrancis410. Yep. And uh, you never know, there might be uh, news coming. Hopefully. At, at some big point. Big Yeah, right? Might be news coming about his future soon, so you want to make sure that you're following him. I'm on Twitter, at Glenn Clark Radio, and GlennClarkRadio.com is the website for my sports show as well. Thanks again to Jinder Mahal. appreciate him joining us. So for uh, Jinder, for Aaron, and for the main event, Wind. A.J. Wind. Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out.
0: Jobbing Out. <laughs>